This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome back to another episode of the Dark Run Podcast. My name's Kyle. My name's Matt. And we're still talking about Scream. We haven't stopped screaming yet. This is this is what this podcast is now. We are going to be a deep dive on Scream. At some point, we're going to do breakdowns of every single character. <laughs> and this is all that we are now. That's it. Jamie Kennedy gets his own episode. <laughs> <laughs> they did him dirty. Uh, but that's not true. It's a little bit true because it's been like three weeks now, but... We finally saw Scream 6, and we'll probably do it again. We'll do all of them again. And I finally Scream saw Scream 5. That's true. You did finally see Scream 5. What did you think? Um, I will say no spoilers. I think the two newer movies are top three for me now. I I think I agree now. Since I've watched Scream 5 so many times to prepare for today, I I I don't know what it was. The other ones I was able to just watch one time. It was fine. I had to keep stopping and starting this, and I can only ever start a movie from the beginning, so I had to keep restarting it. That's what happened to me, too. I saw her get attacked in the beginning a couple, a bunch of times. <laughs> I, I know I know how that fight goes. This is going to be a very heavy spoiler one, because I realize that Scream 5 is also still really new. It's not like the old ones where like you haven't seen a 1996 movie. I don't care. Yeah, or even, what was the last one you said? 2011. Yeah. yeah, that's 11 years ago. If you haven't seen it. So, spoilers or whatever yeah for you. we never say this but heavy spoiler warnings ahead extremely because one of them like is just the, today like watch the movie and then finish this episode <laughs> yeah do that so scream 5 came out in 2004 it was just called scream not 2004 well it was called, 2022 yeah it was called scream icon stylized but we all know it's called scream 5 Scream 5. Uh, and then if you look it up, it's only ever called Scream 2022 because they have to tag that on when they do stuff oh, like name it after that. Yeah, true. Kind of like I, how game consoles, like it was just called the PlayStation, but now it's called the PS1. Yeah. I like the fact that um, <clears throat> that the a lot of the people that I was looking up researching and stuff and like listening to were like, they really missed out on not calling it 5 Cream because in Scream 4, they added the 4 in place of the A. They could have done it with the 5. And the uh, S, that got me. That caught like, me off guard. Cream five times watching Scream five. <laughs> so it came out in 2022. I got it right this time. It was this one is probably the second highest rated one, um, from critics too. Uh, after the first one, I think the first one did better, but it had a 76 percent fresh rating on Rotten Tomatoes from the critics. And an 82% rating from the audience, which this is the first one that had a bigger audience response than the critics did. All the other ones, the critics had higher scores than them. Really? I thought... But slightly higher scores. I thought the... Don't the... um, What am I trying to say here? Doesn't the fan score go up for these movies as they age too, though? 
usually, but Scream One, it was I can I can look it up. It's in my notes still. Zach kept them together. It was eighty from the critics and seventy nine from the audience. So almost okay. the reverse. Was it like that at release though too? Uh, probably not because I don't think Rotten Tomatoes existed because that movie really emphasized how uh, new computer technology oh, was. Oh, that's fair. Again, what we said, Scream 1 was like the first movie leaked. Yes, yes. And they were still using like, one of. DOS chat rooms because that's how she called the police. Oh, I, yeah. She IM'd 911. <laughs> well, still before that. Although I guess it could have been AOL because AOL discs have existed, I feel like, my entire life. They used to be at that place that's kind of relevant to this movie, but also relevant to our lives because they used to just have them in the vestibule at Blockbuster. They, um, we had a lot of those discs at my house, just laying around as as coasters. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, they get mailed to us, right? I don't remember. I didn't pay attention, but I just knew they were at Blockbuster because I spent a lot of time there as a kid. Oh, I meant like our homes. No, yeah, they I just don't remember. Us I didn't even pay attention to the mail. The only time I paid attention to the mail was when I was told to stay home from school to get it for anybody. So nobody else in the house got to read it. Oh. It's a lifestyle that I lived. Um, and it had a 6.3 out of 10 stars on IMDb, which I think that's pretty average for a lot of them, actually. Yeah. In the six and sevens. I'm a wishy-washer star giver, too. I think most of my favorite movies, I'm like, that was like a seven. Like, what's a ten? I've never, I I almost never review anything or give stars for anything. I don't like most things. Someone sends me something. I'm just like, that's funny, but I will not on the website say it's good. Yeah, I got you. I kind of like that what Netflix did that. Like, they just do like, did you thumbs up, double thumbs up or no thumbs up? I never give any thumbs up. Because then they give you recommendations, and they don't know what I like, except they do, because they just pay attention to what I'm watching. So this one um, is the start where Radio Silence has taken place of Wes Craven now. Uh, They direct this one and the last one. It's directed by Matt Bettinelli, Alpin, and Tyler Gillette. Apparently, they had some kind of YouTube thing where they were famous, but they also directed um, one of the VHS scenes. It was the, I think it's the one where they go into the haunted house for a Halloween party and they're like summoning ghosts or something in the attic. Oh, did you see that one? No, no we've both seen all the Halloween. You haven't seen all the VHSs? Oh, wait. In v- Why do I think you said Halloween? No, it's in VHS. It was on Halloween. I, I think saw they all they the went VHS ghost hunting movies, on yeah. Halloween. They went to a haunted house and there was like a cult in the attic. It's like VHS, VHS 2? Do they call it 2? There's I two. I think VHS 2 is 2. There's Viral. And there's Viral and, and there's 97? That's That was like, besides, that's better than 3. Viral. It's better than Viral. Okay. Yeah, I don't remember which one of the VHS it is, but they directed something from that. And this time it's written by James Vanderbilt and Guy Busick. But Kevin Williamson, who produced at least 6, I don't know if he produced 5, um, he was satisfied enough with it that he put his name with it, with them. There you go. Like, he's happy with it. And this is the first time that it's not produced by uh, the Weinstein Company. Because, you know, I don't know if they're a company anymore anyway. But after they poked a lot of fun out of it in the third one, it makes sense that they would finally, you know, move on to a new one. And this one is produced by Spyglass Media Group. Yeah. Well, also, didn't everything with him come out? In between that? It did. I, I, I couldn't tell if it was 2011 or if it was after that, but they definitely were a part of 2011, but they I don't think they were anything after that then. So, yeah. 
Uh, it must have been in between 2011 and 2022, at least. That's for sure. Or whenever this, I guess, the filming started on this one. Yeah. So the cast for Scream 5 includes some old favorites. Uh, it's it's Courtney Cox, David Arquette, and Nev Campbell are back. But there's a new group of, of friends in this one that include Melissa Barrera, Mason Gooding, who's the son of Cuba Gooding Jr. Yeah, and I didn't realize that at all. I'm like... I really like his character. <laughs> yeah. Chad's Chad's fun. Jenna Ortega. Jack Quaid, who is turns out is Randy Quaid and Meg Ryan's kid. Really? Yeah. Marley Shelton. Court oh, well, I said Courtney Cox and Nick Campbell are back. But there's a bunch of voice cameos that I don't know if you knew about. But in the one scene where the, the principal's making announcements, that's Drew Barrymore's voice. Oh. And then Henry Winkler, Jamie Kennedy, Matthew Lillard, and a bunch of other Scream alumni actually for different parts of the movie added their voices to it um the scene when they're saying four west yeah a bunch of them are in that and then jamie kennedy specifically when they're getting kicked out of the house party you hear a guy go somebody's goofy ass dad is kicking us out that's jamie kennedy oh and after i found that out you can tell that's really cool so like a lot of the old cast really really came back nev campbell wasn't going to come back because it wasn't a west craven film anymore yeah and then I guess they they proved to her that it was going to be like a real tribute to him and like kind of like it, it, they weren't going to just do what most things do where they steamroll over the original and ruin it. Well, one of the characters named is Wes. Yeah, he's named after him. His phone number is also actually Wes Craven's birthday. There's a oh, bunch of cool. references for uh, Wes Craven. That's cool. Especially when they're saying for Wes. Yeah. And then it's repeated in the credits, too. So the cold open in this one, no one dies. But it has one of the most violent attack scenes in any of them. Oh, yeah. Uh, again, a lot of spoilers. Tara Carpenter, Carpenter being the last name being named after, uh, is it James? Who? John. Joe? Stephen? Paul? John, John Carpenter. John Carpenter? Like, John the, Carpenter. like the horror Like movie the movie guy. director. Yeah, yeah, okay. Who did Halloween, because there's always Halloween references. And Friday the 13th one specifically in this one, but he didn't, he didn't do that one. That was a different person. I'm just saying. Anyway, Tara gets a phone call on her landline in 2022, which made zero sense. I wouldn't even what? answered it. I I had a landline in 2010-ish, and it only lasted about, or no, I guess that would have been like 2014. We got it for like one day, and then I just didn't like the internet company because it was, it was, yeah. it was, uh satellite internet I oh, was like, oh, oh i don't want ugh. this and i like moved the cable and immediately stopped having a landline then verizon made me get a landline to make my bill cheaper that's and who it came with yeah and i was just like i don't want this anymore yeah i told them i'm like i'm not gonna plug it in they said we don't care i was gonna it seemed like a cool thing to have just for fun retro stuff uh, but that's when she finds out it's Ghostface on the line who stabs the shit out of her. Oh, yeah. I honestly don't know how she could have survived that, but the most messed up part, because it always messes me up, is when people get stabbed through the hands. Oh, yeah. I don't know why that... They get stigmated. <laughs> but she survives, um, and I guess she was supposed to, for spoilers in the later plot, because it's all an attempt to get her sister back to town. Yeah. So her friend Wes, who's named after Wes Craven in this movie... Um, he calls her sister Sam Carpenter, who's estranged from her mother and sister because of something from her past. Mysteriously. Uh, mysteriously. Uh, we find out 
in a later scene when she's getting attacked in the hospital and she goes back to her sister who's at the hospital, she explains that she's like the illegitimate uh, child of uh, Billy Loomis. So she's now Sam Loomis and Billy Loomis was already a reference to Psycho, his main character. Oh, really? His name was Sam Loomis. So she is officially Sam Loomis. That's cool. And there's more references to Psycho in this one because there's totally a shower scene. Oh, yeah. And they do the focus on the shower head and it feels black and white for a second. I'm trying to remember that now. I don't. It's when Wes gets murdered. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Because okay. he's taking a shower because he just had a long run. I literally, I'm these these movies have me so paranoid and like distrustful that I'm like, he's taking a shower to wash off his mom's blood, <laughs> and then he gets killed. I'm like, guess he wasn't the killer. What? His mom was in a car <laughs> driving away. Yeah, but she came home. He was out of the shower by then. You gotta pay attention, man. You gotta keep up. Yeah, but they they could have not showed it to us in sequence, you know? Yeah, because honestly, this one's timeline is very confusing because there's a lot of parts where you're like, how does that happen? Um, I thought for a while there had to be additional killers because there's scenes where the boyfriend guy, Richie, and the, the, the friend Amber are, it seems impossible for one of them to have done it. Yeah. Because they're both with their friend groups. They're both together. So who killed the uh, Stu Mocker's nephew? Because yeah, Amber was with her friends. Richie's at the hospital. Who did that? Yeah, that's when I'm like, they don't show these scenes in order sometimes. Not in order, but like they don't show them. The breakdown I watched said that we can't figure out the actual timeline on that. And that it's possible that a lot of time transpired in between that. And when the friend group went to speak to the police officers about it where possibly Amber could have gone away and done it. Yeah. But Richie was alone with Tara in the hospital, so it's also possible that he may have left, driven there, done that, driven back, and the reason that he was watching the very beginning of Stab, when he was saying he was watching Stab films to catch up, was that he just started it. Oh, he just that got was back. the opening. And he may have disturbed them to do that. Oh, that's that's pretty good. But also, it's impossible to tell who kills who in any of these movies. But like I said, when we were in the car and we were talking, I said that a lot of the kills that, that seemed less violent, every they were saying were probably Richie. Yeah. Where Amber's were more frenzied. And then there's even some more stuff like Richie's better at like spinning the knife around. And when you watch Ghostface kill Sheriff Judy, she like clumsily flips it around. Yeah. And they're like, that's because Amber's not good with the knife and she's way more violent. But also... Seeming, uh, so when they get to the hospital and Amber gives Richie the look, she looks a little mad at him. Yeah. When she first like meets him and some people that I saw or like listened to, and I kind of agreed with, um, they were saying that she's mad at him because he's more trying to like puppeteer it and he doesn't want to get his hands as dirty where she has been like actively doing the hard lifting. Yeah. And that she's actually mad at him about that because she well, I, Tara survived. Whether or not it was on purpose or not, mm-hmm. she fucked her up. And there's debate on whether or not Richie could have actually been there for that. So if he wasn't, she could be like, I had to do this by myself. And now oh, you yeah. show up. Yeah, well, there. I, I'm <laughs> camp. He Because it's the night before we see Sam get yeah. the call, right? Yeah. I think I think Richie was there. Because how... How do you tap the knife outside the window on the live sh- live stream, quote unquote, uh, with Amber brushing her hair? 
right? You yeah. could fake a video of yourself, but like fake it with someone outside the window. She was a part of it. Yeah, but I mean, but you still need a second body to record while you're brushing your hair. Yeah, he would. Well, yeah, he would have had to have made the video. Unless they made the video ahead of time. That's what I'm thinking happened. Okay, okay. That's what I'm thinking happened because if somebody did like the math on how far away it would be, if it was based off, it's based off like Sonoma in California and they had to go from this place to that place. He would have to do it within five hours, but he would have to go do the murder and then leave right away to get it done in time. Um, Well, the attempted murder. But that or that's still a little bit of a stretch. I don't think he was there, in my opinion. Yeah. But then at the same point, that also does once again make Ghostface a little magical because she teleports. Yeah. Because well, Ghostface can always teleport. But other than that, I I don't I don't know because you would think that if he wasn't actually with Sam, that she would say something when he's getting police interviewed, and he's like, "I was with her the whole time." Yeah. Well, he was with her the whole time after they found out, right? That's true. Maybe she just couldn't. Maybe she didn't connect the dates right. She is a little bit crazy, and we find out later that she's maybe tad, her medicine's not working. She's a for tad a schizophrenic. A t- a, just a touch, a just touch, a, a smidge, and her medication may or may not be getting fucked with. True, definitely was. But um, so like, I have this. My notes are all out of order too, because <laughs> I was jumping around in my thoughts when I was writing these. Because it goes back and forth between the hospital and the people. And once again, the timeline doesn't always add yeah, up. Doesn't Sometimes sink. there's more time in between things than you can realize there are. But they're, they eventually do leave the hospital. And they go and they seek out ex-Sheriff Dewey, who is now retired and once again split from Gail. Because she moved to New York and he couldn't hack it there, and he came back to Woodsboro, and then he, he found himself in a bottle. Oh, I thought she moved and he didn't go. No, no. He went there with her for a couple of months and then moved out. He left her this time. Gotcha. Oh, that's right, because she was like, don't don't act like I was the one who ended things. Yeah. Well, in that scene, like the the emotions that are in that one are apparently real. because, oh, because while they, they were, were doing it, split up. Well, that, right? but they were also, because David Arquette and her, yeah, they got divorced years ago. I think they got divorced before. Four. Were they, like, together again for a while? No, but, like, the conversation of how it happened, I guess, hit home because they broke up, like, because they were married and divorced. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I think and, they and get along well. Her. They co-parent their children, supposedly, like, really well. Yeah. I mean, I can't say anything I've, I would say David Arquette's one of those guys I've never really heard anything bad about. He's definitely a cool guy. And then, all his movies have been great. And I mean, even Courtney, even, even Courtney Cox, like you could say whatever you want about like a lady who got famous, but like she's got no bad stories, really. Yeah, yeah. No, there's no controversies around them, so it's it's possible they just had a marriage that didn't work, and now they're like cool together. Because what I I heard that their marriage, their their divorced life as co-parents is good too. Oh yeah, that's good. So I don't know, but uh, it. And you know what? If they had a good relationship and it just didn't work out, you would think that if you had a conversation about that in something else, it might bring back unresolved issues. From yeah, that. yeah. <laughs> Things you thought you let like, go. Like, yeah, we still care about each other, but you know what? We did do this, and now we're talking about this, but separately. They had to record, re-record that scene a few times because, like, real tears come out. Oh, around. wow. And apparently the people watching it got really sad too watching it. Yeah, I'm sure you would, right? I guess if you watch someone's real life breakup happen again in front of you, you're like, oh shit. <laughs> My emotions. <clears throat> but while they're uh Sam ends up getting attacked at the hospital again before sorry, before in the in the what, the what do you call it? Not the waiting room. 
but like the break room, which seemed like, like a place a you can't room. go. Well, she I will, called it the break. Room. I will tell you that when your family member is in the hospital and you are wandering around a little after hours, sometimes you find yourself in the break room. Really? Uh, they my, don't stop you. Well, okay. No. This hospital has very little to no security or nurses. I've never been in a hospital with security. Like, There's you, a, but, but the difference is they have a police security guard. Oh, there, yeah. Because they're being watched, but yet they managed to an entire chase scene, which in, in this one, they have smaller chase scenes than mm-hmm. any of the other ones. That was something that came up in some of the stuff I was watching because Scream is big on its chases around a house type stuff. Um, but she gets into like a small chase scene in the break room and somehow the police that are there guarding her sister and the nurses don't notice anything yeah. happening she runs out and they're like are you sure you were being attacked yeah because in this town i guess they automatically assume everybody's a suspect which they should at this point yep if somebody starts wearing a ghost face mask just assume that everybody is ghost face and as we found out at six can't say that yet can't say that yet but still <laughs> it can be anybody uh <laughs> So she gets attacked in the hospital again, and then her and Richie go off to find Dewey, who is like, no, I don't want to join you. Calls Sydney, tells yeah. her not to come back, texts Gail, and then the picture that they focus on is a real-life picture from their marriage. Oh, really? From David Arquette's I like and Courtney that. Cox's marriage. I like that. But then he's he changes his mind and decides to come out. I love the part where the guy's like, Oh, just because he shaves and he sobers off doesn't mean that we should trust him. Yeah. <laughs> or no, he shaves and showers. I don't know if he was sober. Yeah, even though, uh, who said that? That was Richie. I mean, you have to throw blame somehow. Oh, he's like, Dewey, Dewey got me in one. I had a whole breakdown of where how, like, I, I watched the video where they're like, this is how you can call who the killer's going to be. And they, like, break down all the characters based off, like, a character archetype. That's cool. I'm sure that we, if I paid more attention, I probably could have figured it out better today, but I don't know if that's still accurate because, you know, the more you get into these, the less, the, since the requel rules include the rule that you can't expect the unexpected anymore, yeah, it makes it even more harder because you also can't expect the expected. Well, and- The expected becomes the unexpected when you're expecting the unexpected to no longer be expected. Well, especially when you, <laughs> when you have characters that, well, let's just say- if you've seen the previews for six, um, there's characters we think die that come back many times. So if that can happen, then why can't someone who you think is dead be the killer? We saw that in three. Yeah. Multiple times. The killer dies. Well, Oh, I meant when when Roman Roman faked his death and they totally check his pulse and he's He's got no pulse. (laughs) It's like, dude, you're a police officer. You should be better at this. I I was just referencing the fact that Angelina also could have faked her death. I thought that was going to happen again. I yeah. thought they were going to bring her back, actually, for a little bit. Not, in, I don't know if I really thought she would come back in this one, but I kind of felt it. And considering that these feel like they're doing, maybe maybe if they make a seventh one, maybe she'll come back because that would fit. Mm-hmm. Since it seems like they're the new ones are repeating the first three, sort of, with the... In five, it being the boyfriend, and six, it being the whoever, and then in seven, you know, bring back the lady from that may or may not have been the second accomplice because everybody tries to act like there wasn't one. Oh, yeah, but, did, but didn't we see her dead and drug away, though? We saw her dead and drug away, but how many characters have we seen die and get drug away? Oh, yeah, I literally just said that. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
Like how many times has Dewey been stabbed? The shit. Like we. It, I'm gonna. You be almost could have been like he could have came back. I was just gonna say I'm really <laughs> surprised he didn't come back. And he was like, I got double limp now. He's like, it's okay. I have so many metal plates in me now. They mostly hit those. But what about all the blood? Like. That was a blood packet that covers the plates. It's not even real blood. <laughs> Fucking subdermal armor over here. I'm a little disappointed that Vince um, Stumacher's cousin wasn't in five longer. Because he was kind of a cool bad guy character. And he would have been a cool red herring if he lasted almost until the end of the movie. And maybe yeah. he did something heroic. Because he was like a douchebag. Like, kind of like a cotton character. Yeah. Like he could have been a great yeah, cotton character. I agree. I think that would have been a really cool little, little plot development. But. They kill him right away. Yeah. Just stab in the neck, and then we finally get the red right hand back in one of these movies. Since it wasn't... Well, no, it wasn't four, wasn't it? No, it wasn't in four. Four is the one where they don't have it. I'd have to Google it, but that's what you told me. Yeah. No, no. Four is the one where they don't have it, so they bring it back, and it's playing. And it's actually a really cool scene. Yeah. I like that one a lot, but... Um, back to everybody at the hospital again, because they come and go. Or no, now that they've got Dewey, they go and they meet the friends group at randy's sister's house and we find out that she's got kids she's got kids and and sam used to babysit them and sam used to babysit them and it's chad and mindy meeks hyphen somebody else oh that's right they have a hyphen name unseen dad (laughs) i don't know if this adds up though because in three she was like 16 or something like that she was like his 16 year old sister who showed up to give him the videotape? I thought she was older than that. No, she was a teenager. Really? Yeah, but I don't. Well, know. I mean, I guess they were in college, so she was a younger sister. That makes That's sense. Yeah. I don't know. If she was old enough. Like I don't know if enough time. I guess it has been twenty years since that one. Yeah, and if they were in college, years. they would have been like eighteen, nineteen, right? Well, they were going to college. Then the second one takes place in college. The first one was high school because, like I said, it's sort of replaying one and two. Oh, sorry i meant um because they reference that in you said six. it's been 20 years since since scream three yeah when so, she would have been a part so of it. these kids are like 18 19 yeah when i first looked at it, i was like i don't think she would have been able to have children that way but when they're twins right if she was older she was 18 ish and then had them a few years later i guess there's a timeline where that makes sense that they could be mm-hmm. in their 18 19s i guess i I always forget how long ago things are now at this point. I was like thinking about something the other day when I was like looking for cars and I'm like, oh man, it's like a 2002. That's only 20 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I always, time messes with me now at this point. I've lost my track. I know. I where we so were. they're back at, they're, they're having the conversation and Randy's niece, Mindy has now taken up his mantle of, being the person who breaks down the movie. She's the horror movie expert in this one. And she's like, this is now a requel. They're going to go by requel rules. Main characters from the original series are no longer safe in any way. Um, Everyone's a suspect. And it seems like the killer is going to kill off characters that have any relation whatsoever to legacy characters. Yeah. Connected characters. So Vince who died because he's related to Stu Dewey because he's Dewey, them because they're related to Randy. But then it's funny because Wes goes, my mom was in one of those movies and they're like, not anyone from the shitty sequels. And then Wes is the next person. And then immediately the next person who gets taken out. Him and Judy, who Judy was a red herring in four. Yes. She was spooky. She was, who just stands in a closet? 
doing Pennywise. They're not eyes. in a closet in a dark hallway just waiting for someone to come out so you and, can and tell them about like, how you went to a school play with them. Yeah. <laughs> That's... Yeah. But now she's like super mom of the year. She's uh in sheriff. In sheriff. She took over for Dewey, who apparently doesn't doesn't I thought something it could they you would think that maybe they would have blossomed into something because she like all had like she was in love with him and she wanted him to cheat on his wife. For bad. her for her lemon square. For her lemon squares, which get no, no, no. up against it's more creepy because she did not put an S on it. She said, You're not cheating if you eat my lemon square. Singular. That's hot. That's a little hot. <laughs> it just makes it way more suggestive. Sheriff Judy is a little hot too. But so yeah, they get the breakdown of what's going to happen in her requel now and how nobody is safe. <laughs> Tara gets really pissed off because they're like, you're probably the killer because you just told us you're Billy Loomis's daughter. Wait, you did miss one thing about Judy. What? That scene when they say. What's your favorite scary movie? And she says, I prefer animated films and musicals. I didn't forget it because we're not there yet. Because we're still at the meeting. Oh, I thought you said she died already. No, I didn't. We said that at the beginning. We said it. We already said it once. Oh, okay. Well, you know. But um, I pay attention. I'm, I'm jumping around just like this movie's timeline kind of does. Jump around. We're Quentin Tarantino in it. The, uh, they ha- they finished their meeting, but then every like uh, Mindy straight up tells Tara that she's probably the killer. Yeah. And Tara gets pissed off, steals Richie's car, and just bails. And then... Wait, Sam, you mean, not Tara. Sam, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I mess up their names a lot in my own thought process. Taller sister, not smaller Tall sister. sister. Yeah. She she takes off in Richie's car and then has a conversation with her dead dad, who she's never met, who looks both old and young at the same time. Yep, she's, he's in his old clothes, but his new face. Well, they CGI'd it to make him look a little younger, but you can still see like the wrinkles and stuff, because yeah. he's skewed old rich and he's however old now yeah now he's schizophrenia loomis yeah man or or he's a real ghost they might bring magic magic like, comes to every show, horror franchise at some point getting magic magic comes to every horror franchise it's only a matter of time between before like the ghost face mask becomes like the mask from goosebumps you put it on you become a killer that's the next one she threw his mask down on the ground someone's gonna pick it up it's just gonna become him I wouldn't be mad, but at the same time, I'd be a little bothered. Spoilers. <laughs> be a little bothered. There's, we, we said spoilers. I don't want no magic. No? Mm-mm. You don't want magic ghost face? No. You don't want ghost face to be an actual ghost? No. Possessed and he by possesses, Billy Loomis? He possesses your face. Yeah. <laughs> Through the mask. So while she's off and gone, a few things happen now. Ghostface calls Sheriff Judy, who's on her way to get some sushi for her, her lovely son, Wes. Who's taking a shower. They they make sure that like, okay, so this had to have been heavily planned because since one of the killers is definitely in the friend group, mm-hmm. they have to know that Wes is super paranoid, especially because he's also made references to how paranoid he is. Yeah. Like when they had the quad scene, like they have to have because it's referencing the first one. And he's like, no, block all your numbers, turn off your, delete your social media, blah, blah, blah. Make yourself harder to find. And then it's like, turns out he's walking, like he went on a jog with pepper spray and mace mm-hmm. or no pepper spray and a taser. And a taser. Yeah. Like in shorts, like where was he keeping that? Prison pocket. <laughs> it would have been bouncing around, hitting him in the balls the whole time. And then Sheriff Judy, like Wes leaves the back door open and she decides that she's just going to wander the house with a knife. She's a cop though. She has a gun. Why choose a kitchen knife? Because knives are better in close quarters. She's a police officer. She should be better with a gun. 
She's trained to do that in close quarters. She should be more. On that note, though, when she goes to close the door and Wes scares the shit out of her. I don't know if anybody else pointed it out or like if you watched anything that pointed it out, but there's a closet door in that room that when she enters it is closed. When they leave is open. Huh. So. Is that a goof or a... I don't know if it's a goof or if it's like a... Because this movie is all about like giving you subtle hints that something's happening. Um, That Ghostface is already in the house, which makes sense. Yeah. That there's at least one ghost face in the house. Bro, half the time you're talking to him on the phone, he's already in the house. He's Yeah, him or someone else. You never know who's on the phone and who's with you. Yeah, other ghost Especially face. if the first kill is the way it was, because then it's implied that Richie was probably the one on the phone. And Amber was the only one nearby, if if my theory is right, yeah. where it's one killer there and the other one's on the phone. Or it could be two, but still, one of them has to be on the phone the whole time. It's why it makes sense that Richie was the one on the phone, because Amber was in the house. She would have gotten spotted. Yeah. Like, we've also seen Ghostface talk right next to people and not be seen before. Mm-hmm. Um, in almost every one of them. He's hiding in the closet in the first one and talking to Sid on the phone, and she doesn't know that he's in her closet. Yeah. But, or, uh, or like the neighbor's closet. Yeah, in four. So I lost my thought. What were we talking about? Oh, it's Judy and, and Wes. She gets a call. Judy gets a call from Ghostface who lets her know that he knows exactly what Wes is doing and makes a, 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 a psycho reference about stabbing him in the shower. Oh. I think that's the second time either that or it was just weird sexual harassment in three <laughs> When Ghostface calls Cotton to let him know that he's watching his wife take a shower. Yeah. I don't know if he makes a psycho reference there or not, but I think I think he just references how cute her tight little butt is. Yeah, I don't think I don't think he makes a psycho reference. He's but just like almost call some nudes. <laughs> almost. The closest you'll ever get in one of these. The they're they're talking about how they're gonna murder the shit out of Wes and that she has no chance of making it back in time. She starts to text she calls Wes, he's in the shower, so he doesn't answer his phone. She starts to text somebody to let them know it's happening. And then she calls through the radio to get the police there. I'm amazed at how poor her response time is. She's the sheriff saying, get to my house. Also, there's a serial killer on the loose. They do not get there in time. <laughs> they got the Tara's house in, for, in time in the first in the first opening scene, which I 100% thought she was fucked. Yeah. Because he was about to like slice her throat and the police showed up and they cut so you don't see them like how did they get away well it does you see that final stab or slash yeah but then but then it's the title card so she rushes back and apparently ghostface has just been standing on the porch this whole time waiting <laughs> because like <laughs> that's the most risky or was move he, ever or was he in just inside the front door no, the door was closed. They were standing behind like the little flower thing on like the porch. In costume. <laughs> in costume, just waiting. Because as soon as she runs up to the porch, stabs her in the gut. And this one is definitely Amber because she murders the fuck out of Sheriff Judy. Oh, yeah. It's one of the most violent stabbings in the movie yet outside of maybe the scene in four where he literally covers a room in blood. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was like, you know, he went out of his way to do that. Yeah, there's no, he had to have just started flinging it at some point. But she stabs Judy like 27 times. There's the, every movie they say it's going to be more violent, and every movie really kind of pulls that off. She really does stab, except for three, because three was in the middle of something where they had to like tone down everything. But yeah, current time, we're back to just straight super violence. Like these are hyper violent kills. That's why, like, 
we were trying to explain to Jared, like four or no five and six are a little bit more action movie than horror movie because the violence is just so much more intense. But they are sort of referencing. No, this one isn't the one referencing gore porn. That was four. That was yeah. But even still, super murder in broad daylight. Nobody sees it. The cops are on their way and they get away and they still have time to go inside and slowly stab Wes in the neck. Yo, this is so slow. It's so bad and gross. But also to me, it looks like it's a little bit way off to the side. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's not lethal and he could have survived. Right? I thought they were going to rip it out sideways. Yeah, no, because it just they cut then and then the police are there and Sam is there with the police and she's looking at him and they're like, you're the cop that's supposed to be watching my sister, right? And he's like, listen, my boss got killed. Yeah. And she's like, is anybody there? And they're like, no. And it turns out the hospital, nobody is there. Not a single person. Womp womp. Yeah, the, the only person is there, like fucking abandoned. The only person there with Tara is Richie, who gets fucking molly womped right away. Like, he gets his ass knocked out by Ghostface. And I know we've said he's him, like, another one already in this. But, you know, Ghostface has to do Ghostface stuff. And it usually involves beating up one of their own to make it look like they're not there. Mm-hmm. Or cutting him in the arm. Yeah, man. You got to get that light cut that doesn't do any real damage. But Ghostface then calls Sam while she's at the police scene to let her know that she has Richie's phone. And then Sam and Dewey rush to the hospital they're like who's guarding my sister and they're like nobody and then ghostface calls because ghostface just automatically knows that you're ghostface is psychic if there's no magic he has at least that because he knows when to call people there's no way that he knew at that moment that she was going to be at the crime scene looking at that and that would be the perfect time to do this <laughs> What do you mean? They can time everything perfectly. No, no, no. Only the ones that are constantly watching you. (laughs) Like all the other ones for the most part, which always seem to be watching somebody when they did it. Now he's just like, I know where you are. I know what's happening. This is what's happening. Because realistically, both Ghostface were at the hospital. Yeah. There's no one that knew what Tara was doing right now. That's fair. And it makes sense that it could have been Richie and Amber at Sheriff Judy's house because... Tara stole his car. Yeah. He was like, take me with you. And she's like, fuck off. I'm talking to my dad. But uh, so they get back to the hospital and Tara is getting fucked up by Ghostface again. Like she got stabbed so many times. At this point, I think she matches how many times Sid has been stabbed. But Sid got stabbed over three movies, four movies. And Tara's just doing it in one go. She's like, I'm going to match. I'm the new Sydney, even though I'm like half Sydney because it's like a. Their their pair mm-hmm. of Sydney's. Yeah. They come as a set. They come as a set. And this is like the worst scene of the movie then because Dewey shoots the shit out of Ghostface after they have their little uh, ex machina moment thing because I always forget what it's called. The or God she, in the Machine moment. You can't even choose someone whose life you're going to save. Maybe I'm just biding time, asshole. Yeah, they knew exactly where they were going to be the moment they walked off that elevator and Ghostface can't hear elevators in the mask it's also for some reason they brought reference to the idea that he has like a like a a caller voice changer in this one which i guess they had to do to make up for why it never made sense how he was doing it because they would always show one that he had a hold to his mouth but then he'd be doing it in person without holding anything Mm -hmm. 
unless they're all very good voice actors and they can all sound like Roger Jackson. Every single one, girl, boy, doesn't matter. Everyone has practiced this voice so that's, well. That's the ghost face actor? That's the ghost face actor. I always forget his name. We just saw his name. I know. Well, <laughs> to be fair, Jared saw his name. <laughs> what were you? Oh, that's right. You two were like. I wasn't. I wasn't looking at the names. No. <laughs> so, they, yeah, they save him. Dewey shoots him again a whole lot of times. And then he remembers there's rules to this. You got to shoot him in the head. And he didn't need to do this. I actually think Dewey kind of was dumb, too. When they were like, you don't got to do it. He's like, I do got to do it. Or whatever. Don't fall asleep. We're talking. I'm listening. It's not a listen. It's a participation. I thought you were still going there. No, I was asking you. Well, say it again, then. I was saying Dewey didn't need to to go shoot Ghostface in the head. Yeah. He life choice to that. Oh, Did see, that still to me sounds like half a sentence. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> you sound um, like half a sentence. I could be. The It really was like the worst scene in that movie. Only emotionally. Be- yeah, like, it, it was a good murder. It, it, yo, if it was oh, someone oh, else. My God, it was a fantastic murder. It just didn't need. It's just so dumb that it went down. Yeah. Do we, if any of the legacy characters needed to be in all of them going forward, would have been the one. Yeah. I don't need Gail. Sydney, it make, it's fine that she's gone, but Dewey would have been the one that I was he like, was he needs glue. to come to all of them. He, he needs to just the be glue. there. He needs to run away with them and, and protect them. Mm-hmm. But they finally murder off Dewey, which is messed up because, uh, you know, I yeah. thought someone else was getting murdered off. To be fair, survived. though, he's, he even said in this movie, the amount of times he's been stabbed, he wasn't running from anyone. No, he was done getting stabbed, I guess. He's been stabbed. Was well, At this point, he was stabbed nine times. And then he got two more, so he's up to eleven now. I thought he said a lot more than that. I no, he's like I've been stabbed nine times. I'm not looking to go and do this again. Mm. When they met with him, and so Ghostface pops up. Well, he said he made he said a reference. He was like, "Not today." And then they escaped, and then he runs back, and Ghostface pops up super fast and goes, "Yes, today." Yeah, yes. Stabs him in the gut, starts pulling it up, gutting him, and then stabs him in the back. Which I'm still pretty sure is how the execution that Ghostface does in Cold War and Warzone totally does. He didn't even need to get that close. No. They jumped really well, they he wasn't very close, so Ghostface was super lightning reflex fast. They were on the ground and then flew up and got him. Like real quick. But he could he should have just pulled the trigger. He just always is slow with the shooting people in the face. How many times did he shoot Roman before it's like finally Sydney yelling shoot him in the head mm-hmm. work? Yeah, a lot of bullets. <laughs> To be fair. <laughs> so poor Dewey dies. And that's what brings Sydney back now, which she should have just listened to him. Yeah. There's no need. But she showed up. And this is where this movie takes this wild turn from being like a horror movie into an action movie. Because her only goal for being there is to go kill Ghostface. Yeah. She, she shows up. Like, she's like, let's go kill this guy. You want to plan a murder with me? <laughs> and then she tries to convince Sam that Sam should also commit murders with her and Sam's like I don't I don't want to do that and they're like no you need to not run away that's dumb come murder them with us and then Sam's like no and they bail which is the smartest one and of any of these movies where they've always referenced you should leave she finally does it she just made the mistake because she trusted the wrong people Tara's inhaler's missing she has to go to Stu Mocker's house to get it right does she know Nobody did, did she know. know that that's the house? No, they didn't know that because Sydney makes the big reveal because 
Yeah, I don't know when she did it, out. but she managed to put a tracker on them. Oh, yeah. And then there's like the, you're in Stumacher's house. And the camera does the zoom out. And it's yeah, like the porch. Out. She's where you're dead. And Stu killed all those people. She, they didn't kill all those people. They killed like two people there. Well. They killed everybody else everywhere else. Well, wait. They killed. Tatum. And they killed the cameraman there. Oh, the cameraman. That's right. We're like, they killed everyone. Two people. <laughs> two of the people. One of the people was an extra. <laughs> Well, this is a one-off guy. to be fair billy and uh well they died there but they what's got his name died there stew stew true but this is where the final breakdown happens and this is some i honestly like as far as finales go this is one of my favorites i think the first one will always be my favorite but this one i like how four tried to redo one but this one kind of really does it yeah uh amber is fully psychotic and i kind of love it because they're all running around um they're trying not to split up they're they're at this big house party because there always has to be a big party where a bunch of people die that's how the finales work if you're going to reboot the franchise you got to do it both in the sense of the people who are rebooting the franchise but also in the sense of the killer's mind because they're trying to reboot the franchise because they hated the stab eight film because according to them it's the only one not based on true events and also ghostface now wears a chrome mask has no sleeves on and uses a flamethrower <laughs> and is also voiced by Matthew Lillard. What? A, that's funny. Did they say that? Uh, I don't think it's explicitly said in the movie because I don't think the voice actors in this one got like the extras that like from the originals that like did stuff. I don't think they were credited because that would be like weird for people to be like Drew Barrymore's in this. Mm-hmm. But they um, no. Yes. Yeah, you have to find that out from like the million sources that I watched that said it. Okay. Like. 86 things you missed from scream 2020 i love those fucking videos <laughs> uh so they're finally like they show up there and amber which makes sense immediately clears her house and for whatever reason richie aggressively clears it too and i'm like this is nerdy dude is telling people to get the fuck out of a place that he doesn't own it makes sense when you find out but in that moment, I'm like, why the fuck is he doing that? Mm-hmm. Like, you you shut the fuck up. You're the boyfriend who doesn't. You you are an extra as far as I'm concerned right now. And but they, they get everybody out of the party. Um, but this is at, oh, wait, I guess Chad got attacked during the exiting part because it was he left before that. It, and like the, they got kicked out. But after he I don't know, I'm confused in that timeline, too. His girlfriend, Liv, who many times has been accused of being Ghostface, she leaves because he doesn't want to go upstairs and have sex with her. Classic, you know, you you can't do that. Scary movie stuff. I, you know, I want all these witnesses. I'm not 100% sure you're not the killer. She gets pissed, storms out. And then that's funny because that comes back later, like really good um, when she comes back finally and she's talking to Mindy and Mindy's like, you're being real creepy and sus right now. And she's like, why do you keep accusing me of being the killer? And then she's covered in blood. She comes back and they're like, you are the killer. Like, she's like, no, I found Chad this way. Oh, I thought she said she fell. No, she found Chad outside. And they're like, oh, you must have done it to him then. And that's when we find out that Amber's the killer. Because she's like, everyone's calling Liv the killer. And Liv's like, I'm not the fucking killer. And then yeah. Amber just goes, I know. And shoots Blast her in the face. Blast her. Fucking caps her. Like, I loved that. And then Amber, the rest of this is great. She's one of the best killers, I think, honestly. Yeah. Because she goes in and out of putting the costume on for no reason when everybody knows who it is. 
Because she puts it back on. Yeah. It just chases people. Well, you gotta, you're, you know, even when they know who you are, you gotta be in costume. And right before that, they have like a fun meta moment where uh, Randy's niece is watching the scene in Stab. That's supposed to be where Randy gets attacked by Ghostface in Scream 1. And she's telling him to look behind him. They're his own rules while he's telling Jamie Lee to look behind her. And then mid sentence she goes, wait a minute, and looks up and sees that there's a ghost face right behind yeah, her. Yeah, she like realizes the like irony of everything. She's like, I'm in one of these movies right now. I need to pay attention to these things. But she got super wasted, which is a bad move. And this is one of those things where I saw somebody say this is like a callback to Scream 4. Because Mindy, although it's never explicitly said, but, you know, she hits on a lot of girls. So it's like she's gay. I mean, it's not explicitly said yet until they're like, well, what are you doing? I'm going to sit here on this couch and maybe hook up with her. Yeah. But even still, that could be like vague. But, you know, she's. I don't know. That seems pretty straightforward. I mean, that's pretty straightforward. (laughs) But, I mean, you can't just label somebody as one thing or the other. Yeah, yeah. I got you. I got you. But in Scream 4 is the one where, like, the only way you can survive a Scream franchise is if you're gay or a stab franchise. And then, you know, it does not work in that film, but I think that kid was just lying anyway. Yeah. Just to save himself. But I saw somebody say, like, well, maybe that's why she survived this one. They're, like, bringing back that rule for a minute. I think he fell asleep again. No, I literally just... I'm just with you. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that was, I think that was supposed to be, like, a reference to Scream 4's, like, rules there. Mm-hmm. Everyone is together now. They now know Amber is definitely one of the killers. Richie is still fucking yelling that he's not because he gets attacked he's like oh my god it's Ghostface," which was hilarious i was still on the fence about whether ember was bad i'm just kidding <laughs> i wasn't sure no i love the part where sydney and court and uh courtney cox um, gail show up and they're like looking and amber runs out oh my god he stabbed me and she's crying and they're like i don't believe they're, it. they're like trap and then she's just like once again like fuck it and just start shooting at him and then she shoots gail who now has been hit for the second time in one of these movies and then Sid has terrible aim, which someone who's been through this so much, you would think she would practice more because she misses Amber a whole lot. She said she knew how to shoot a gun. She didn't say she knew how to hit a target. <laughs> and then she just goes in and shoots closets, which that's very dangerous because, you know, there's also innocent people in this house hiding from Ghostface, and she's just popping off in the closets. But she did tell them to come out. So she gave them a warning ahead of time. Yeah. And she shoots Richie in the leg. Which may have been a saving, that may have saved them in the end. Because he was disabled a little bit. Oh, true. But we finally get the the reveal that Richie is also one of the killers. Like, he's shot in the leg. Sydney gets attacked and goes over a railing because somebody always has to fall down in none of these. And now I think it's becoming a thing where Sydney and or now a main character has to fall off of a railing with Ghostface. I think that's a requirement now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, fall or tackle? Does it matter which one? Both, because it's kind of how it works. They tackle each other off of the th- something. And she's telling him to get the gun, but instead of getting the gun, Sam runs in and Richie stabs Sam, revealing he's the other killer. The subplot to a lot of this movie doesn't make sense, even though I do like it. One, Richie and Amber then take cl- uh, responsibility for getting Sydney and Gail to come back. There's no way they planned that. They had nothing to do with when Dewey called them. Mm-hmm. They had nothing to do with a lot of why, why Sydney came back. A lot of it just seems like, like uh, what would you say before? Like deus ex machina? Yeah. Like uh, serendipity? Yeah. But they were trying to take credit for it. They did not do a lot. 
I saw somebody say that they were probably like the laziest and like the most unorganized of the Scream Killers, which is true because they're kind of just fucking winging it most of the time. Um, and they met because the big theme of this one is like the radicalized, angry fan who like a filmmaker makes a bad movie or like in their mind, the filmmaker didn't make it the right way or pay the right tribute. So they're going to get revenge and they're going to make their own because every stab franchise has to have a real event to be based off. Yeah. Even well, okay. Real event, but then they lie about it. They lie about it. Cause <laughs> yeah, there's totally yeah, a bunch yeah, of them yeah. that happened that weren't real life things because after the third one, Sydney wasn't supposed to be in it anymore because she sued them. And it's mentioned multiple times in other films that, that she's not in a bunch of them. But then they wait, can, she sued them in universe in yeah, in scream. She sued them so that they would stop using her name in the stab movies. They couldn't uh, use her stories. Anymore. That's why the, they're like, she's gone after this movie. Yeah. I vaguely remember that, but they keep saying that she's gone after the last one in each one. It's always the last one. We're like you're at eight right now. She stopped in four in the other movies. You reference how five has time travel. Did you bring her back somehow? Did you somehow get Sydney to be like, it's cool. I'll come back. I'll let you mm. re-murder me or something. Um, and so, they, yeah, they, they do the reveal and they, like, take credit for a bunch of things that they definitely didn't have a hand in. And then they totally get super murdered because Amber is in the kitchen. They go to find Jenna Ortega because they're going to have – it's supposed to be staged now that Sam is the daughter of Billy Loomis and she lost her shit and she went off to kill all of her friends and her sister and stuff. And – they thought they convinced Sam that Tara was one of them, but they didn't. And she let her go. And then Amber's in the kitchen with them or no, she's not in the kitchen. Richie's in the kitchen with them and they're discussing the, the evil plan about how they're going to make the new, they're going to bring back the franchise. They're going to make it good again. These are killers for the first time that aren't looking to get famous off of it. They just want to bring back the movies the right way in their mind and a lot of this was an allegory instead of being for horror films towards the the force and awaken movie because even the director of stab eight is the director from the force awakens wait is that one of the star wars movies yeah i thought you were talking about oh that's force unleashed yeah no yeah it's the movie the movie where uh luke skywalker and princess leia and han solo hand over the reins to a new trio of people yeah and then han solo dies which that's why, like, they said, like, do we had to die? It was, like, a reference into, like, you have to kill off one of the main characters to hand off the reins type deals. That's pretty cool. And then you, you you rewrite everything with a new cast of people. Yeah. And so that's what the whole concept of Five was, was, like, this idea that these new characters are going to replace the legacy characters. And that's why some of them had to die and some of them weren't going to come back in the next film after that. Yeah. They had to die a who. They had to die to make it real. I think somebody says that in the movie, or that's one of the other movies. But they've now, they've killed Dewey. They're, they're handing over the reins. They're going to now blame. They're once again going to get the main character kind of. Uh, it, everybody goes back to the same original plot. It's you got to frame somebody to make it look like it's them, and then you play victim afterwards. And what ends up happening is Amber tries to take on both sydney and gail at the same time yeah and winds up getting super fucked up i love when gail throws hand sanitizer in her face mm-hmm. and she just goes this is fucking hand sanitizer and then she kicks her and honest this is one of the most th- this is actually kind of dumb but i also loved it because you can see her purposefully fall into the stove and turn it on 
Oh, yes. Like the acting part of yes. that was bad. Like, you're yeah. like, there's no way that would have happened. You did all these things and I could see all the motions of it happen. And then she walks away and they shoot her and she falls in the stove and catches on fire. And it's great. I was like rewinding. Was she covered in a propellant at the, that point? She or? was in as far as like what the stunt double was wearing or what she was wearing to catch on fire. Like in she got universe. hand sanitizer thrown on her. Oh. And they're saying that hand sanitizer is flammable, which I don't know if it is, but it has alcohol. I mean, it is, but I don't know. I guess it could have set all her clothes on fire. Yeah. Or just her clothes caught on fire. That was a really big flame on that It stuff. went up like a, like a wick. I was like, woof. Yeah. She's like, oh, no, I'm on fire. And while this is happening, Richie is still explaining how he's going to murder Tara and how it's all because she's a psycho who loves her dad and how he's been like fucking with her medication and stuff. And... Tara then's like, yeah, you know what? I am like my dad and stabs the fuck out of him. Mm-hmm. Stabs him so many times. She just never stops stabbing. She, she just, yeah, she stabs him forever. Legend has it she's still stabbing him to this day. To this day. And then he's literally crying on the floor like a little bitch and goes, what about my ending? And she's like, how about this for your ending? And slices his throat. She's like, fuck that ending. Most hardcore hero in one of these yet. 100% would not qualify as self-defense if she tried to use that in court. Sure it would. It was the it's the most it's so just self-defense. It's like triple self-defense. She can claim psychotic like psychopathy because she can uh, do the the criminal the insanity plea maybe in the heightened moment of it all and everything that's happening and her schizophrenia. She could claim that. She can't claim self-defense because there's a point where that man was so wounded, there was no need for any more wounds. Well, she's lucky that so many people were brutally murdered. Yeah. It kind of like gives you a leeway to be like, he had it Brutally murdered. He had it coming. (laughs) I mean, yeah. But then they come in the room and they're like, yeah, you always got to shoot him in the head. So then she shoots his dead body three times, including one to the head. And that's when Amber comes back for her final scare. Yeah, she looks like a fucking crispy marshmallow. And it's the most satisfying, like, um, what do you call it when something's cut short? Perfectly cut scream? No, 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 no. Like, when you're like, something's about to happen, and it's just, it's cut right away. Like, oh, I can't think of the term. Jared probably knows it, but he's not on mic right now. He's waiting. He's waiting his turn. But, like, when when you think something's going to be a big fight, and then it's just done real like, fast like anticlimactic yeah is like the best anticlimactic moment she's charging at them and then jenna dortega just caps her in the side of the head yep from I off screen st- i still prefer the baba duke <laughs> such a good reference no i love that because yeah they're out they're making references to the elevated horror while still this one actually doesn't ever attempt to be that because yep. it stays being just like the most violent scream maybe to date um which i loved but they talk about elevated horror and how it's better and that's the meta now, which kind of is like a lot of horror movies are coming out and that's what they are. Mm-hmm. And yeah. So as far as my rankings for screen five, I think I'm with you. And I think it does replace two now because two I've always liked because it was a sequel to scream, but I don't know if I've ever truly liked it. You know, I, um, like it was okay, but I always had complaints. Talking about two? Yeah. Yeah. Same yeah, with three. Yeah. Three? Actually, no. Three I hate it until I rewatched and I realized how funny it actually is. Um, three is not good for the same reasons as other Scream movies. Yeah, it's not good, but it's the more comedic of them. And like I said, somehow that one, it, it that one's all about the side characters for the most part. Which yeah. Is, which is new and it's cool in that one. And I don't think it's a terrible movie. No, I don't. But I do think that five definitely topples two and three. 
mm-hmm. in my opinion. Agreed. I have more respect for four, but four has always been my least favorite. But I might have four above two and three now after rewatching all really? these two. Maybe three. Definitely four? three. Three and four tied. I feel, yeah, I was just going to say, I think three and four are my least favorite. But uh, the two new ones, I agree. They're definitely my top two, three right now. Maybe. I think I might like the newest one more than I liked five. It was hmm. fun. I'd have to watch them both again. Yeah. I mean, watching it one time in a movie theater setting with your friends does create a different nostalgia effect. Yeah. I had more fun watching six than yeah. I had watching five because I watched five by myself while working. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then also trying to watch it a million times makes it a little less fun mm-hmm. since we both repeated it over and over again. But yeah, I think that's my new order for it. I would. I'm always going to give all the Scream films 10 stars, so I'm probably just going to stick with that just because they're my favorite franchise. Kyle, yeah, whatever Kyle would normally give a movie out of 10, he gives it a 10 and then bumps the scale up Yeah, exactly. to, ma- <laughs> to match how many stars should be missing. Like, I give this one a 10 out of 15. No, all the Screams will always be my favorite movies. It goes Scream, then Halloween, and then probably something not scary like Lion King. <laughs> all right, instead of Lion King, put Emperor's New Groove in there for me. <laughs> no, they killed him. They kill Kusku. What? In three. There's a two? No. In how in Scream. Uh they kill Cusco. David Spade? Wait, no, who's the bodyguard in that? Oh, no, that's Kronk. Kronk. They kill Kronk, man. Yeah. I said it wrong when we talked about that two and three. That's funny. When we talked about three, I said it I said Cusco. I'm just like, they did what? No, they kill Kronk in that one. Yeah. Dewdrop. <laughs> Collapse. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. And now we bring on our special guest, Jared. I'm here now, bitches. Who against his will today, because he is both of our rides, because forces outside of our control murdered our vehicles. I'm basically an Uber, but specifically for these two. We forced our Uber to go to the movie with us to watch movies that he doesn't like. That's you true. You can find him on Talk Shonen talking about anime, and you can find him on Rummers talking about the news, which I sort of also pushed him to do. Yeah. But now he enjoys being a newscaster. I do, and I am a very much a newscaster. But I also am the editor of this, so I'm going to keep this shit on the fucking rails. Never. There's <laughs> no way to keep it on the rails. So this part will probably we be shorter. We watched Scream 6. Scream heavy six. spoilers. After heavy, this, heavy spoilers. Super heavy spoilers after this moment. We will try to keep them tame, because I know some people in this room, like Jarrett, hate spoilers. Matt, you're okay with them, right? I don't mind spoilers if I don't care I, about the movie. I yeah, 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 but actually, I mean if it's something you do. It depends. There's some things like when they come out, like I didn't look up anything about Scream when this came out. Yeah. Well, I okay, that's true. Like when something's new, I guess I care a little bit. But I'm not I'm not some I've listened to other podcasts um where they've done movie reviews and yeah. I've like the spoilers made me go, Oh, I want to watch that. I watch uh, manga breakdowns of the animes way before they even happen. I know what's going to happen in all the animes that I watch because mm. I watch the you breakdowns. You know the source of material. Yeah. 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 So, so I don't have an issue with spoilers, but a lot of people do. Um, Sometimes so, it's what pushes me to go watch yeah. stuff. I'm like, oh, that sounds super fun. The only things I think that you can't or is if the twist is the movie. 
That's really like all an I M. Night Shyamalan movie. Don't mess up a twist. Oh, you mean like when my dad told me the end of Saw One when, as I was on the phone with him, telling him I was leaving to go see it. That's fun. he's like it's going to be really really crazy when you find out the yeah, guy in the room is that's Jigsaw. literally what he did. That's crazy. I said, "Why the fuck would you say that to me?" But you can still enjoy Jigsaw without the twist. Yeah, because it's murder porn. It's murder porn. But I mean, the first one wasn't so much. But yeah. Yeah, the whole point of the movie is like the torture and the murder and the psychology of it. You don't need; mm-hmm. it doesn't matter who the bad guy is. It's like end. it's like the choices the characters make. Yeah. yeah, but like M Night Shyamalan, if you told somebody the end of the village, you'd be like, "That's not even worth watching anymore." Yeah, because someone, that movie. Once you find the end, me. once you see the end of it, you're like, "I don't it's, know why." The I sat reveal this. is the whole thing. Yeah, that's why I didn't watch the village because someone told me the end of it first, and then I went lost all interest in that movie yeah. and sorry to watch it one losing losing the surprise of those movies ruins it right away mm-hmm. but honestly the village's surprise made the movie worse do you know what surprised me more i actually liked this movie this one scream six i actually liked it because it was, there's it was, starting to be a more action it films. was it, it was a straight up action movie yeah it was well like a thriller action thriller yes but yeah it was it was very much a, a lot of J- Ghostface being like I'm right here, bitch. Oh my god, I'm yeah. right here, and it's time to murder everybody in this room. Yeah, he gave zero fucks about being like, oh, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be secretive, and I'm just gonna be. No, it was like, hey, I'm here. It's mass murder, and I'm time. here to do some stabbing, and I'm not gonna stop stabbing until I get to you. Because he was taking some crazy swings at oh, yeah. air. He's like, I'm Ghostface and I'm here to do the Ghostface work. This was like the most like feral (laughs) Ghostface. That might be the word for it. From everything that I've heard from the hours of listening to you guys talk about Scream. (laughs) Yeah. Like this, I was like, he's like a fucking Wolverine in this. Like it was like he was foaming at the mouth for almost every single time ghostface was on screen you know what revenge makes people do a lot of violence that's true in the movies i don't know if in real life it's as like i'd probably say yeah are you saying this ghostface was a crime of passion it was many crimes (laughs) of passion it was a year-long crime of passion (laughs) ghostface and it's real fun because ghostface made the statement before everybody knew who he was Mm -hmm. where he was like i will murder everyone if and everyone who family. gets in front of me avenging my family. Yeah. Yeah. It was, I mean, it was definitely interesting because I didn't get, and it's, you're, it's it's 100% because it was like an action thriller more than anything else. I didn't get the vibe of like a horror film where I was like, like, yes, it was confusing. Like there was a lot of times where I was like, I think this, I think this, I think this. A lot of the times I was right. A lot of the movie <laughs> guessing who the killer is is part of the screen franchise. Yeah. And I mean, I it was... You told me that this was okay. I made fun of the whole movie. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. The no, it's whole fine. movie. The whole point of Scream is it's meta and it's making fun of films during the time. Like, it takes itself serious and not serious at the same time. Well, every next installment makes fun of the entire franchise. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. I will say there's just, there was things Yeah, the amount of times Scream made fun of Scream is great. Yeah, definitely. I mean, there was just things in it that I was just kind of like, look, I mean, I understand suspension of disbelief, but you can't get hit with a frying pan. You can't. Like, you can't get hit with a cast iron frying pan. That cast iron frying pan hit would have sent them for a loop. Would have broke their whole jaw and face. Yeah. What was the movie? We watched a movie where it was an action movie and somebody gets hit with a frying pan and their jaw is just fucked. Yeah, it does what it's supposed to do, where it's like, (laughs) where it's like, oh, they're really, I they're really, really this. hurt. 
And you know what? Then you see them later, and you can't tell they were hit with a frying pan. No bruises, no, no nothing. I mean, Gail got punched in the mouth this movie again, and you can't. There's not even like a, she doesn't even have a bruise on her lip. She's I, like, my face is so used to being punched. She's so good at taking hits. That's why I will say. Apparently, Jenna Ortega in this movie, or Tara. I was going to correct you when you said the name wrong again, but Tara can scrap mm-hmm. like really scrap because when she got These girls grabbed, fight. when she got grabbed unknowingly, she. Fucked his shit up real quick. Like, well, they, they she really got him off of her. In the time period between five and six, which has apparently been about six months or something like that. Yeah. They they did the thing that all the other ones oh, no. always claimed they did. They apparently did take some kind of like, they did some I'm going to learn how to God. fuck people. Was up. it six months? I thought it was like a year. It's something like that. They've known their new friends for six months, they said. Yeah, so, so they would have had to have been in college been for that time. Okay, so th- yeah, it doesn't mean that it was six months since the incident, but it's six months since, since they, they moved to York. college. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it might have honestly been like a year. It like, could have been. Yeah. The timeline is when. Very when clear. did Scream Five take place? Because once again, two thousand and twenty-two. This is two thousand twenty-three. And most like, it can be a what year. What time a year? It was Michigan, so you can probably tell. It by wasn't how... Michigan? It's always California. Is it well, California? it's almost always California. It's oh, not she always California. said she was from Michigan. She lied. Yeah, liar. You got. They don't want people to know who they are. Lying although apparently liar. the whole internet knows who they are. It's impossible. That's really fun. Know. That's like the literally best. called it just by seeing her face. She yeah. was like, "That's the other pirate." <laughs> I, I'm not part of those killings. Yeah, and then her sister yeah. is just like, "Their sister has no anonymity. It's blasted all over the place." Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. I will say that that was kind of cool. Like the the opening for this one, I you know the moment that I saw, I was like, "Hey, she's a famous actress. She's gonna die now." <laughs> that's that's so easy. I put. I'm just saying, I was right. <laughs> I liked that in the opening scene, the cold open. It was three murders, mm-hmm. not at the yeah. same time, but it was like it it didn't just end. It was like here's a murder. And then it continued, and then there's another murder. Matt actually had a you really find good, out that there was already yeah, a murder. Matt actually had a really good reaction to that because when he was walking past and walked past Tara, and it, the camera kept following him and not following, you know, one of the main girls, he was like, "Oh my god, it's told from his perspective." Yeah, I thought we were going to get like more of the movie from the killer's point of view. I know, me too. Kind of, I was like, "Oh, this is the first time we've ever gotten the killer." I literally he right t- away. He stabs her. He takes his mask off, and you went, "Well, this is new." Yeah, yeah. That You're was like, definitely this, is, this not- is the first time we're going to see it from from Ghostface perspective, and also we're going to know the whole time we're going to see like him creating the lie honestly what i wanted i would have that loved that like that to, to see how he jumps back and forth while <laughs> like i so loved quickly. this while i loved this one i would say probably the ambiance that we did it in probably helped this may have been the like fact the that second they didn't or turn the, f- the lights off the entire time we were watching the movie might have yeah, helped what was that no no not that but like watching it with you guys this may have been this, i may have only seen two screen movies in theaters mm-hmm. I yeah think i saw, I saw one, one and this one and I was young when I, I didn't saw see one. one. No, no, sorry, not one. You're right. I, I saw think I saw three. Three. Yeah, I saw three. I saw one and two on tape. Yeah. And it was a VHS tape. <laughs> For sure. Um, or HBO a lot. I watched it on HBO a bunch of times. Yeah. Even as a kid. But yeah, so I don't know if it was that. But the killer reveal, now that I've been, been sitting with it, not the best. They were oh, the, like the, the actual climax. Was the, yeah, the climax plotline was a little dumb. It, it yeah. felt a little weird, but it also feels like, like me and Matt were talking where Scream twenty twenty two, which mm-hmm. just took him on the the moniker of trying to be like the first one. Yeah, really kind of 
went that route where like the bad guys were the love interest and someone in the friend group. Yeah. They weren't connected as far as anybody knew, but it it took place at Stu Mocker's house. Mm-hmm. It felt like they were really trying to redo the first one, kind of. Yeah. And then this one, it's happening at college again, but it's not in Ohio this time. It's in New York. Yeah. Um, but they, they feel Better like state. they're going that way. And then it's a family revenge thing, which it that tracked. Like, mm-hmm. if you're looking at it from the these requels are going through the original timeline and retelling them all a little bit differently that tracks and it makes sense it's just it was a lot (laughs) oh yeah i mean it it, i i would say this based off of just once again all the other ones i have to just take what you guys were describing as you know you know the letter of the law like it actually happened exactly as you guys described um but yeah this kind of seemed very out of nowhere yeah very like so much so that i was like i got a feeling about about that guy i got a feeling about that guy i had a feeling about them but like well, i just kept saying it the whole time I'm like it's that guy no it's not that you, you know what yeah. actually it is <laughs> me, that guy. me too like the the people who had ended up being the two of the like the two friends that it ended up being i had multiple times been like it's him no it's not yeah it is mm-hmm. yeah. no it's not yeah there is i mean i will say like the movie does a really good job of like feeding your paranoia yeah where you're yeah. like the only people that i know it's not are the core four i think <laughs> the best scene actually still is the one that's already given to you like it's not a spoiler when you find the when they get to the bodega scene because that's almost the entire thing is in the trailer to be honest oh really yeah Oh, I didn't know that. Well, Matt also didn't watch the trailer, but for the most part, like that, almost that whole thing is in there. I love that. That's a great scene. That's a lot of good action. Um, Oh yeah, and it happens so quick, and the like when it starts, the fear that they have is there. Yeah. Also, although I think that does fit kind of like our modern real life fears, though, because that felt Mm -hmm. a lot like like an active shooter situation. It felt like it could happen when they're on the floor hiding and stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I also think a lot of it, uh, like, and I, I said to Matt a couple times during it, I was like, I really like what they did, like, cinemagraphically for certain things. And in that 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 moment, it felt claustrophobic. And you said it also. You were like, they found a way to make New York City feel claustrophobic. He said that. Oh, you I, said, yeah. But Matt it does it. feel yeah. tight. I agree. Because they did a lot of really close camera angles. And they were, like, really close on Ghostface, really close on the weapon, really close on them. And somehow really they got all the everything. buildings to just be right on top of each other. Like yeah. skyscrapers that were way far away. Look like they were directly touching ones in the foreground. Well, I mean, like I mentioned during the opening, like when uh she was going into the to the alley, I was like, and now New York's empty. Because <laughs> literally the everybody streets were packed. This, no, everyone the moment before she walked in, there was literally zero people visible other than her. Oh, that's she true. was just a bright yellow dot amongst brick. And I'm like, and apparently the city's empty now. Because she gets jump scared by like a crowd of people that are like giggling while they're drunk. Yeah. Halloween during a giant Halloween, like New York during a giant Halloween party where everybody's dressed up having fun. Did they say? And all of a sudden they just disappear. Did they ever say it was Halloween out loud? No. No. They just went to a party. There was people in costumes. They never once were like, happy Halloween. At the best. a single time. Maybe the entire city was having a costume party. Yeah. No, it was mentioned one time one time oh is it it was mentioned when the therapist right before the right before you're the window scene right where the therapist just goes you're a day early for trick-or-treat and oh. i went that's the first time that any of these costumes are mentioned or <laughs> yeah. even talked Makes about any sense that everybody's wandering around in costumes yeah very funny <laughs> and the amount yeah. of ghost face because it's referenced that this is like once the murder started oh, and it yeah. gets called out 
They're like, and then record sales on Ghostface costumes have happened. Because people apparently in the Scream universe are super fucked up. Oh, yeah. Extra. Like, I, I'd say people in the Scream universe are more fucked up than people in just the real world are. Oh, no, for <laughs> sure. I mean, the fact that these killers are basing a lot, of, like a lot of the newer killers base their motives off whether or not they'll get a, mur- a, a movie based off of yeah, it yeah. or or because they saw the movies and mm-hmm. the fact that the movies are just a real life. The fact they're that a, like Mindy, a one for one retelling. Mindy Meeks favorite film tra- franchise is the one where her uncle is murdered. Yeah. In real life. I didn't realize yeah. that the girl who died in the cold open. Uh, mm-hmm. Samara. Samara Weaving. Yeah, she's in a bunch of other horror stuff. Babysitter, yeah, she, the sequel. Yeah, she is ready very, or not. She was just in one. She was yeah. even in Guns Akimbo. I never actually saw that movie. It was it was an interesting watch. It's yeah. a fun watch. Don't go into it thinking it's going to be good. Oh, go no. into it just being like this should be interesting. Yeah, how yeah, can like you shoot him up? His guy is he's got guns nailed to his hands. <laughs> Who's looking like watching like this is going to be a serious ass? I just like they're the, bolted to his hands. Yeah, I like the the picture, the meme picture when he's just like, hey, and he's got his two guns. Like <laughs> these are so much better than ones. I like the scene where he's like, they're like the cop show. Put your guns down. I can't. It's so obvious. There's things in his hands. Yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous. But no, um. <laughs> I don't remember what we were I just like saying, the babysitter yeah. movies. I think Jerry's. I'll have to watch them. I never seen them. I've I never like seen them. them. Oh, I thought you did. Somebody told me they didn't. And I, I was like, these are good. I I looked. I look at the the pictures, of, like the 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 what are they called thumbnail yeah. of them, and I go, hmm, looks interesting. I read the description. I go, seems interesting. They're they're very fun in that they're like a an R rated version of things like. Um, my mom's dating a vampire. Oh, okay. And like Monster Squad. I'm into this. It seemed very along the like it when I read the description of it, I was like, that kind of feels like something that would have been made in the maybe, 90s. Maybe a little Jennifer's Bodies. Oh, there. and mm-hmm. Ready or Not is that one where she marries a guy and then she has to survive the night being hunted. I can't remember if I watched that or not. Never seen it. I never even heard I did. of it, honestly. I've but just seen Samara Weaving and other things. I watched so many horror movies that I can't always remember the ones that I've seen. And yeah, some of the plot lines are the same. Ready or not? It just it made me hunting I humans feel like feels like... There's a lot. There's movie, a lot of yeah. movies about that. Well, there was like another one where like the girl survives. I don't think it's that one because she goes back and the family starts getting murdered because some of the brothers are like, oh yeah, we want the money and... Is very similar to that one, kind of. And I definitely saw that one. I don't remember the name of that, but no. No, I Hide and Seek? No. That's that one Robert Downey, or not Robert Downey, Robert De Niro. I'm oh. crazy I see the daughter. image of her in the wedding dress with an elephant rifle, and I'm like, I'm going to watch Ready or Not. <laughs> I'm going to end up watching it now because I don't remember if I've seen it. Plus also an elephant rifle and a wedding dress. Like, that's just a dope combination. But this but, one's uh, fun yeah. because, like, Scream 6, I love the characters that they bring back. Like Matt watched four and he was upset that Kirby was gone. I was like, "Don't worry about it." And then I she was comes like, back in this one. Kirby. Like I knew that she was in this one because of the trailer. Yeah. Uh, and even in five, there's like a reference to her still being alive. I because mean, I- she's. If you watch the scene where he's watching the film critic review uh, about eight, yeah. There's a on the side. There's a, an interview with her. Oh. So in I five, we knew she that. wasn't dead. Well, yeah. But they also did have a thing where it's like, is Stu Monker still alive? If you look for it. Oh. In there. So I was like, but then it's sort of been confirmed that he's dead. I mean, yeah. who knows what the new writers will do? I don't I know. They, we didn't do they, the history on this they one. Like, they, they like heavily hinted 
in universe, like just in this movie. They were just kind of like, oh, you know, that some people say, did he really die? And they were, and know. she was like, yeah. <laughs> and the directors and the writers of these movies like to like trick you because uh, when we were talking about three, Matt reminded me that in real life they did start putting out multiple scripts so people couldn't figure out who the ender, who was going to be the killer. Because the yeah. first movie was leaked. Yeah. So the makes third, sense. Yeah. I will say that this movie, like something that it, that it did um, showed... It did show that stabbings, um, though very fatal, uh, can be weirdly survivable. Well, the, thi- <laughs> the amount of people well, that survived that were like the stabbings were super violent, but the very. amount of people that survived them yeah. is great. Well, that's the thing about like the reason they say stabbings are more fatal than shootings is because most people aren't stabbed once and you could be shot once and left alone. Yeah. But yeah. no one was stabbed once. In this. Nobody. Nobody was stabbed Nobody, less than 10 no, times. Well, I mean, I the whole say. thing is that a lot of people they were losing a lot of blood. Um, and, and just things kept happening to them after they lost a lot of blood. I mean, I don't, who, how many Mindy. people were, how Mindy many got people? stabbed in the arm or cut in the arm? She's like, that's a lot of blood. And then later she gets stabbed and she's like, this is fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But I mean, it's like, there's just a lot of, a lot of instances where there, I was like, I can see how maybe maybe some of the stuff was survivable. Yeah. Some of the stuff was, I was like, you're magic now. Like yeah. you're like, you have a superpower. Almost like, everything was overkill and somehow people survived. Yeah. I mean, just like everything about how Ghostface operated in this one. I was like, you are a fucking force of nature. Well, right so, like, the thing is Ghostface always has a blood, like a bloodthirsty, like ravaging way of stabbing people. Mm-hmm. It's that certain movies like, in the 90s, you know, there's limits before they're going to be like, you get an NC-17, it was a lot yeah, stricter. Yeah, yeah. So, like, one, they stabbed people a lot, but, like, well, for the time period in the movie, like, rating systems back then, it was a lot. Yeah. But now they're getting more and more violent. And then three, they kind of toned down for a little bit. Yeah. And then four, they're like, we're back. And in this one, you could be twice as violent. <laughs> yep. And yeah. it was a lot more violent. But then these ones, it's just like brutality yeah it does make sense with the two killers and one being methodical and one being like uh stabbier too with Stu and billy still yeah like i feel like that that trope if you will might be applicable going forward yeah i, I mean it was applicable in this one in most of them there's like one that's like really like super violent and in the first one i would have guessed those would have been Stu, because billy was all about like the storyline oh well i'm gonna say right now did, did we the the reveal killer finally when it happens at the end like that dude was the one doing all the bloody messes right oh, for oh, sure 100 percent. the ghost face in this one as you guys always stated that ghost face was like a regular person that does no not training. have experience they're just, in training and they're things just like psychotic that. the yeah, amount of just, times he falls down in a chase which is i think a part of it now yeah like, <gasps> i think they just referenced it so we're gonna call tall ghost face scary ghost face did yeah. he fall down once i don't think he so. only fell down when things hit him and he fell down for not long enough <laughs> that's that's really what it well, was we can't guarantee that he was because like jared said there's only one stunt double there's not actually a taller than him ghost face mm. well i mean until, until the, the end, end when they're wearing the masks <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah throughout the thing we never know who's doing what but there's assumptions based off of where people are at the time mm-hmm. who's like with who? who's who with you who see? like the 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 one couldn't have done it when she's a victim well so that's what made me say the during the phone tap scene right they're trying to get Ghostface to talk on the phone for 15 seconds mm-hmm. so kirby yeah. can track uh, yeah. track them down 
both of them had to be available to attack Gale. They had to. Right? It had yeah. to be too. And then yeah. because when when Muscle's boyfriend gets snatched, they're still talking on the phone. There's no yeah. like exert like exertion in the voice. It's gotta be mm-hmm. one of them doing it, one oh, of them mocking. That is absolutely yeah. true. Even that, when he gets thrown, like you would think that when he threw him through the window, that would break his voice a little bit. Right. Yeah, and the tall one was there during the tracking. Yeah, so boots, ghost face. Yeah, boots. yeah. Mister knows how to use a gun and clear a room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> M- Mister, don't give people time to react. Ghost face. Yeah, yeah. He he was there, so it had to be smaller ghost faces. <laughs> Other ghost faces. Yeah. This is the first one. Okay, so aside from afterwards, the retconning, mm-hmm. this is the first one that had more than two. Yes. Because well, the, the first one gets retconned saying that there is a third one. Well, there's that one scene where Ghostface is in the background and it couldn't have been Billy or Stu, but it might have been Roman. Yeah. Wait, what? Yeah, there's a scene I saw in one of the breakdown reviews I read, I watched um, where... They're like, and which ghost face is this? It's when he, the one where he's like obviously in the background and like during the daylight. Oh, okay. And they're like, it technically, if you follow all the like all the theories, it couldn't have been Stu or Billy all based right. on that they had alibis. So it could have been Roman setting the whole thing up from the beginning. Oh, dang. And Roman had the world's best voice changer. Yeah. It uh so he had the deep fake AI version of a, a voice changer. Oh yeah, I just edited that one. And that's mm-hmm. the one that just went out. Yeah. So I did I was I hoping did he would you, come I back. did hear you guys talking about that, how it is like the world's best voice Literally, changer. Literally, there's like all these. You can have a conversation with you in person and it would be someone else's all voice. All of the buttons no they press is a different main character. That's crazy. Yeah. Gotta they got it. our voices, Dewey. He's literally and he can do it while yelling. And it wouldn't change, and you would now have no idea. Well, in that movie, there was some phone calls that when you know the, the you're not supposed to know it's Ghostface right away, but there's like a modulation to the voice. You can hear like something that's not. It just sounds a little bit off. That has to be added on purpose. Yeah, no, hundred percent. I think he also straight up. He also straight up has a conversation with Cotton's girlfriend in their home, yells at her, and she has no idea. It never breaks. Yeah, you don't hear you the don't voice hear the behind second voice, the yeah, voice changer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Even things nowadays can't even do that really that well. Yeah, but uh, but no, I mean, so there's just like it was weird. I will say, I mean, little ghost faces, not effective. What? Oh, and their ability to stab people to death? Apparently not, because they. I don't they think tag team heart, a guy. I don't think their heart was in it. They tag team <laughs> someone and stab him. Probably the most that anybody's ever been stabbed. Well, except for the main ghost face. <laughs> yeah, except for like when it happens to a ghost face. Yeah. Okay. They stab him probably as many times as at least Richie was stabbed. Yes. It's back, and then they go, they work up. I'd say probably like nine, ten times. No, it was definitely more. It was a lot. They both probably stabbed him 20 times. No. They no. left the room and they were still stabbing him. We don't know how many continued after that. Oh, because yeah, they started on the back. Did they? Yeah. Yeah, because after they went to the front, the front looked like shallow. The front looked like they were just... And then when they went to the back, it looked deeper. Yeah, but while he's like, go, they're still stabbing him. They leave the room while they're still stabbing him. Yeah, he's like... stabbed a lot. Go! If he has an organ that didn't get cut in there, it's a miracle. (laughs) It's because he's so ripped. I will just say, though, he survives... He survived. He survived purely on the fact that he was like, "I finally kissed the girl He's I like. So I'm fit. not gonna yeah. die." I repeat, Jared goes. <laughs> he was. Sucking he survived for lunch. <laughs> 
Jared's like, how the fuck is that guy alive? <laughs> I love the reveal, too. They're like, someone else survived in there. And they're like, the fuck? I and he's still able to talk. I literally went, get the fuck out of here. I, I was if like, he was like comatose, they're like, oh, yeah, we found a small pulse. Maybe. He's going to die at the hospital for sure. But he's like, oh, my God, it sucks so bad. Well, Jenna Let's Ortega got stabbed bit. in the back at the concession counter and then stabbed in the stomach when she gets dropped down. She seems fine. They offered she her some meals for the in, in she five, go to the hospital. In five fucking Nev Campbell's just sitting on the back of the ambulance and they're like, You seem fine. She was stabbed in the stomach, twisted the knife. Oh, her and Courtney Cox are sitting together. Courtney Cox was totally shot. She was shot in the abdomen. They're like, You girls are fine. Like, you don't die from these. <laughs> You don't got blood poisoning now because your organs are leaking they, into it. They had a chart and they were like, mm, that looks under a plot injury. <laughs> like, listen, uh, based off what you've been stabbed before, this is okay. Like, Maybe you, that's what you, it was. Jenna Ortega was stabbed a, so many times in the first resistance one. to stabbing. Oh, kind of like the beginning of Princess Bride. I've been stabbing myself for years preparing for this, me- this moment. Jenna Ortega was stabbed so many times in the first one that she was like, did they just stab spots I was already stabbed because I didn't even well, feel them this time? Kirby got She's stabbed exactly numb. where she got stabbed in four. That was on With purpose. the same knife, too. Yeah, yeah was, you could tell he was like, I'm fucking aiming. <laughs> and he was like, remember this? And then he, stabbed That ghost face seemed to have better aim. Than, did. than angry ghost face. Oh, yeah. Angry ghost face. Well, it's because it's very difficult to aim when you're putting every ounce of muscle that you have behind every single swing. So the only thing that I can say, aside from how violent they were, and aside from like one character, they stabbed everybody in the stomach. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like the lethal place to get stabbed. I guess. But other ghost face throughout the franchise were really big at stabbing people in the face and shit. I don't know. The therapist. That happened one time. One time. But like in the times. other movies, ghost face <laughs> was more about stabbing chests and chests like, and backs and, and backs well, and heads and necks and stuff. Uh, and then this one was face. all stomachs. Wannabe ghost face. They, they stabbed to the chest. Yeah, he did. Yeah, That's he true. Straight to the chest. Yeah. God, that open was wild. It was. was. It was, was great. That I was. was I was also on the page of like, oh, cool. We get to watch it from yeah. this angle. Like, we're gonna know the whole time. That's gonna be new. Yeah. Yeah. When he like met, he talked to her. Yeah. That was the best. Like fishing someone into a dangerous situation that, that I've was ever the seen. Best red herring ever because he wasn't a red herring. He was totally a killer. Yeah, this is true. They literally did. They'd be like, "We are showing you a ghost face killer right now." Like, you're like, "Okay, cool." Be like, "This is that's the one. That's one of them." And he calls his friend. We're like, "Oh, it's him and his friend." And then I was like, "Oh, maybe his friend's gonna kill him." Like, that's what I thought. I thought uh, Greg was gonna kill the main guy. Like, I I I turned to Matt like right afterwards, and like right when he went into his apartment, I went, "He's gonna die now." Well, he didn't lock (laughs) the doors, but I guess if you're the murderer, why would you? And then, like, literally, right when he was like warm. I was like, he's in the refrigerator. I feel like they <laughs> I was like, used... there's a head in the refrigerator right now. I feel like <laughs> I, I called that too. I was like, yeah. there's no way he's in the fridge. Yeah, no, I was, <laughs> just, I was just like, there's a head in For the refrigerator. For a split second, I was like, maybe he's going to pop out of the fridge and stab him. Like if you took the drawers out. Well, but he could have done classic that ghost face stuff. would have been amazing. Yeah, it would have, but you wouldn't get cell phones. <laughs> they could have done, they could have done regular classic ghost face stuff where they're like, I'm in this room or I'm right behind you. And then they pop out from a completely different direction. Yeah. Could have just been yeah. lying. But I was like, there's no way there's somebody just sitting in the fridge. Because one, even if he was, 
It's a little dumb. <laughs> They're like, I'm right, I'm right in the closet. They leave the house. They run to the train he station. Cleared out all the shelves to sit in the fridge. Oh yeah, that see that would have been great. <laughs> that would have been amazing. Like think about just the level of psychopathy to be like, I'm gonna take this out. I'm gonna put it in the shelves so they can't. Like he would have to put it in the cabinets. That image was in my head yes. for one second before I was like, oh no, there's a dead guy. In there. Uh, yeah, same. But like my, my brain immediately went to dead guy. But then afterwards, I was like, it would have been funny. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was just like sitting cold as shit. Like, oh god, I'm so mad that you killed without me because that's what it was. Well, there's also like no air. You'd only have the air you trapped in there with you. So that would be a really well timed kill. Yeah, if you if you were like, come on, bitch, open this fridge. I'm so fucking cold. And they didn't do like the classic Ghostface stuff where like you just see him run behind a bunch of times. Yeah, which is like the one of the most made fun of tropes about Ghostface is Mm -hmm. like. In five, they make fun of it in that they make fun of you thinking it's going to happen when yeah. Les is about to get killed. Yeah. yeah. He just keeps closing doors and are like, damn it. Closes another. Damn it. Stop doing this. Because in, ev- in every other movie, there would have been like a black cape that ran by. Yeah. yeah. That really didn't happen in this, I noticed. Like, no, they stopped doing the it. The only time that that, because when Tall Ghostface was doing his thing, it, when he showed up on screen, he didn't, he didn't stop. Like he was like, nah. no, the violence in this <laughs> one doesn't. Oh, stop. There's no break, really. Yeah, yeah. He, it's that, like they go to a police station, someone gets murdered. They go to this place, someone else gets murdered. They yeah. they go they anywhere, go home, someone's trying to murder them. They directly. go home and lock themselves in their apartment. Someone gets murdered in the apartment, supposedly. But also, yeah, a couple people. Because yeah. Ghostface was like, I'm not doing one at a time anymore. Yeah. yeah. It really was. He's he was, like, I don't uh, give a shit who is there. Like, yeah. he meant it when he was like, I'm going to kill anybody that gets in the way. Is anyone who fucks with my family needs to die. They yeah. weren't stopping. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It was, it was hyper-violent in, a, in a, a real feeling way. Like, it yeah. just, it just felt like this is what someone that had a grudge and, and when was intending on punishing someone, this is how they would go about it. So that's why I thought the reveal was that's the good side of what I thought was the reveal. Cause I was like, okay, his level of violence makes sense mm-hmm. because of how upset he is. It was just, I mean, and him being a trained violence dealer. Yeah. 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 It was just the, the, the concept of it overall. I was like, I don't know if I like this. Like I do. And I don't. Yeah, I did. And I didn't, I liked the movie as a whole pretty good. Like it's definitely probably my third place now, but the reveal was better than two. When mm-hmm. it turned out to be Billy's mom. Yep. But probably dumber than Robin. <laughs> I will. S- I, I have a question real quick. You guys might might know the thing. Is, do, do, was Richie using a fake name? No. That was his real name? Yeah. He so gave his pretty, real name. So, pretty dumb, right? So the one girl was using a fake name. Did they just... The brother n- was using a fake name, too, in this yeah. movie. Did, did they never ask the... the the guy who uh, legally couldn't have had a different name. Well, like they, they just might never his have name, known his last name. Well, I mean, he's never. Just, asked, just, they that's said my they, dad. They hey, vetted him. His dad's a his dad's a cop. He could have got some fake. Oh, ideas. the brother? No, no. The no. Oh, they vetted the roommate. Yeah, no, her last name. The cop. The, yeah, the cop. You can't just have a different name like oh, no, like he was a detective he though. He's he not like he was wearing a, a badge. Name. His son used a different name to but apply the, for college. But I'm just saying. His name would have been the same as Richie's then. Yeah, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. It would have been on his desk on, somewhere. 
they would when they vetted one her and stuff like that. Not there they very long. Found that out. Well, who knows? May Richie was the oldest, right? Yeah, uh-huh. he was the oldest. So maybe he was born out of wedlock, and he had his wife's name. Okay. Maybe, but maybe. even if he did, I actually don't know the answer. Even to that. if he I'm didn't, gonna, it's even just if a he weird didn't, thing. If you're right, if you're like, oh, this is my friend. Her dad's a cop. That doesn't mean you know his name. You could vet it. You'd be like, oh yeah, it's true. Whatever her dad's a cop. Like who knows what they like? They, it who makes knows sense, what kind of background stuff her, they had on her? Like her background could have completely been constructed by him as a police officer. Yeah, it makes sense. And then like whatever last name he gave her for that, you know, like just be like, okay, you confirm like, like her dad's a cop, but that doesn't mean that you confirm his name. They, they, they could just been like, oh yeah, like she took them. I'm like, this is my dad. They then you're going to assume that her last name is his last name. I could have swore that even if you're a detective, your name is somewhere. On your I, badge, I, on something. But if you never showed them her badge, their badge, yeah, whatever. You just had someone try to serial kill you in, er, a year earlier. You're not asking everybody for every form of ID ever. Listen, I don't know, man. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta, you gotta write off some stuff. There's a lot of things that are unbelievable in a lot of these movies. Yeah, it's just weird. It's like you never. Ghostface will like, always you never teleport talk to another cop and be like, "I was just see, I was just talking to Detective Dutta," and they're like, "Detect, who the fuck is that?" In every <laughs> single one of these, in every single one. Even when there's multiple ghost face, there are times when you go, it's impossible yeah. for him to go from this room to that place. Even if there's two of them because they were together, yeah. they teleport. Ghostface always teleports. Like a cat. There's always a mystical special ability that he has, even though he's never magic. Yeah. And he's always a bumbling idiot, but he can still manage to get a hundred yards away from where he is mm-hmm. to kill somebody. Um, so Richie used a different last name or oh, had a different last okay. name. His there name was Richie Kirsch. Yeah. Okay. So he used his real first name. Okay. Except, actually, at the end in the theater, it said a film by Richie Kirsch. Yeah. Well, so that, that could be like a pseudonym real... for directing, maybe. Oh, it could have been. Yeah. Maybe yeah. that was his his like directing name, like his his pen name. Because could in been, five, yeah. I don't know. We we did bring up the That's fact that it was about question, toxic fandom. Right. That's I just was, the thing that I thought about. <laughs> I was, just like, I was really hoping that like the way the trailer made it seem like there was going to be a bunch. Mm-hmm. In my mind, I thought all the ones on the train were going to be a part of it. Yeah, because the trailer made it feel that way. Mm-hmm. I mean, the scene in made their it mind, feel that way. in their mind, like it felt, yeah, it's claustrophobic, and they don't know who they can trust, and there's a bunch of people dressed like him. Yeah, makes sense that that, that would panic be like attack that moment that she was having. Yeah, I, I really was hoping. Like I told you after I watched five, I'm like, yo, there's going to be a cult of them. They're they're building these message boards where they're all obsessed with the movies and they're mm-hmm. getting together to commit murders. The yeah. first two bad guys that did get murdered, they were a part of those those message yeah. boards, and they were also trying to build that that whole thing like Richie was trying to do. Yeah. They're going to finish his movie. I really thought it was going to go that way. I thought there was going to be like a dozen ghost face. I thought it was just going to be like an endless thing. And this is the world now where like there's a serial killer in every city that's dressed like ghost face trying to commit these crimes. Yeah. Like, like some anonymous stuff from like V for Vendetta. Yeah. Like they put the mask on and they're just, that's it now. Or like from the Batman. <clears throat> and that's what I was hoping was going to happen. It's still good. It still can happen, I think, I guess. But the idea of like these radicalized message boards was just, I don't know. I was really hopeful. Well, that. that's that's just like a relic from the 90s, early aughts, right? No. Back that's when kind it was of, like Yahoo chat rooms and IRC so, messengers. Well, I think so, like, no, that yeah. comes back in now because like the because weird of, like, incel Reddit's, communities. Yeah, like well, you have like weird subreddits and oh, things well, like and that now. Yeah, that's true. And they always and then say some of those like, did had, incite real life violence, like, like the yeah. incel communities. Like well, there was that one guy that made like 
well, there's a couple that well, made like, like their weird YouTube too. videos where they're like, I'm going to go do this. Yeah. And then they well, filmed like it. Like I said, if I know you guys have never seen the Batman, but the Batman basically like had that. Like that was like a big part of it. Mm, that okay. the Riddler was making, was basically making other people be like, we are all the Riddler. Like, yeah. like oh. we can't be stopped if every single one of us they is, were like is doing the same thing. Yeah. So it was, it was a lot like that. And like the videos were posted online and they had like these message boards where they were like, they would plot their stuff out and they would figure out, you know, where to hit and how to hit and things along those lines. Yeah. So I like that. But no, yeah. The, what did you just say? What was the, the message thing or whatever? Telegram. Mm-hmm. That is the thing that is yes. very radicalized now from what I know. Well, I because mean, not, I talk to people that are on them. the, it's just think about like, think about like Reddit, but if it was private, yeah. each community. So there, yeah, there's a lot of pockets of it that are all of the, like all, all right journalists I watch that they're all, they're all yeah. like, yeah, reading uh, through telegrams well, and shit. I know mm-hmm. like some real life QAnon people, and they bring it up a lot. They're like, "Are you on Telegram?" And I'm like, "No." Also, I thought Telegram was for hackers to like plan heists and for buying drugs. Well, I I knew it because <laughs> I listened to another podcast called Darknet Stories, where it is all like cybercrime, and one of them was talking about how these people would start their Telegram groups, and then they would plan how to rob cell phone companies so that they could sim swap and steal people's bitcoin which i know how much you love cryptocurrency <laughs> you're right i am such a fan Matt's favorite thing in the world <laughs> matt loves how real cryptocurrency is but they were like doing million dollar heists in i mean cryptocurrency. It, crypto is absolutely real if what you're trying to do is fleece someone yeah well they were <laughs> they were stealing them from people doing sim swaps and i'm like oh that's that's a cool thing and they were telling me about how they would do it through telegram and then this lady this person i know mm-hmm. who's like into QAnon, and they were like yeah i use telegram i'm like that's when people plot crimes. <laughs> You're like, you don't, you don't seem like the kind of person that's doing the crimes that I heard about, but you know. But honestly, actually, if you think about it, the the uh, somebody worshiping an evil unknown killer is very, very relevant to the mm-hmm. weird everybody worshiping this cute guy and going so far as to it's very much a cult, and then and then attacking government buildings based off of these things yeah yeah so it is very relevant today very relevant with that idea i mean i still think that it's it's probably on the table for the next one i hope so i liked the way this one ended it can go either way i like that sam feels like she's definitely gonna become the next ghost face she, she seems, seems like she's losing her shit even if it yeah, is even if there. it is dexter style yeah. i feel like it'd be great yeah, definitely. I she feel just like, goes out yeah. and hunt down, hunts down the ghost face before they become like there is that a ghost face cult, a and she's just going around yes, hunting them. That's kind of what I was talking about. That would be a good way to yeah. do it because, like, if she, if she, if it gets to the point where there is like a cult, and she is just mur- murdering the murderers, she's just going into the forums and one by one murdering them. That the same would way. be so dope. Jay and Silent Bob strike back. I mean, like, it, they can it says here that you blah blah blah. I'm gonna kick you in the nuts. That could be the oh, inciting, yeah. That could be the inciting incident for what is like. That could be like a subplot where you find out that that's the reason why they all came to like. They go back to the hometown and then they all go there and there's like thirty of them in that town. And the reason why they all go after is because she was hunting them down. That'd be sick. Could totally happen. Ghostface yeah. convention. Yeah, she basically. throws it. She throws it. She throws it. She's like letting them all know. She's like, "Come here if you're a psycho." 
oh man, all of her friends are getting picked off, but that was all kind of her plan to be able to get them all in one place. That's that's like collateral like collateral damage. She's like, it's worth it in the end. That Neil Gaiman show had that. Yeah. Which a collector's convention. Yes, collector's convention for uh, Sandman. Oh, okay. I only ever seen two episodes, but that show seems good. This is really good. Yeah. Really, really good. I saw the one where he talks to Lucifer. Yeah. Down in hell. It's amazing. That was a fucking good ass episode. Did, did you see the episode after that? It's the only two I saw. Cool. Yeah, those are the those are two of two really, really good episodes. Yeah, yeah. But the one that he's talking about, the uh the serial convention. Serial killer convention. It's a serial killer convention, but they refer to it as a serial enthusiast. No, they can Oh no, serial collectors. Collectors, yes. They're collectors. Their kills are collections. Yes. Yeah. That's cool. And it is it is straight up just a serial killer convention. Uh, but yeah, if she orchestrated something like that and then just started taking them out. But yeah, like I mean, she goes on the message board, she's like, if you're a real the, ghost sit, face, come check this out. Yeah. It'd be like come to the convention center in where where the fuck are they you from? You can buy Billy's Wood knife Wood. or Stu's Oh shit. Lug wait, what do you call the smoking jacket? Yeah. What are they what what's the town? Woodsboro. Woodsboro. Yeah, it's at the Woodsboro it Convention. It not happen center. at Woodsboro. Woodsboro would shut that down. There's no way that town's gonna be like, yeah, totally. I don't know. I they mean, seem, they, they did seem weirdly receptive to letting a lot of stuff slide that happened in four, their town. After four, I don't think they would let it happen anymore. Because <laughs> four, like I told Matt, was like a very town that dreaded sundown, which is a real life story where mm-hmm. a murder happened. They made a movie about it, and now they have a festival for it. Yeah. Cool. I honestly think at this point, that town should be like, should we just move everybody out? Should we just not this be a town a anymore? Town no more Woodsboro. <laughs> like, let's just knock everything down because I think we built on like a like a California like an has burial ground ghost or something. Towns, so they probably could just just be like just completely not. abandoned. Yeah, I mean, what do they got going for them other than notoriety murder, with a murder? Murder, uh, uh, like the murder, tourism, yeah, murder capital of the world, murder tourism. Yeah, it's not the murder capital. It's always just one or two guys. Murder that kill like capital five or ten always people. changes. Yeah, True. but that's usually okay. based off hundreds of people dying, not just a, a handful. It was in Ohio for a good couple of years. Uh, murder capital of the country. Sorry, not the world. Oh, okay. It's in New Jersey often. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've had those conversations. But no, that would just, I, if I was that mayor, I'd be like, I don't know if this is worth it anymore, guys. But you know what? Everybody should realize that this is a good one if Jared liked it, because Jared hates horror. Yeah. But and this was, once again, this was an action thriller. An action? <laughs> this is an action thriller. I was not scared at a single point of it. Well, that's <laughs> the thing. The screen films are not. I think you could watch them and like them if you gave them a shot, if you look at them as being whodunit thrillers, because that's what they are. They're okay. not. There's All right. The first one's Try. I think the first one was a horror film. Yeah, the second I one I on is not really. They're definitely more whodunit. The second mysteries. one I've seen. I've seen the second one, and I was like, I don't really care for it. That's because it's not great. We already said <laughs> okay, that. Yeah. Like, we like them for reasons, but not quality, necessarily. <laughs> the third one is really bad, but I kind of like it now. Some Maybe I'll give it a chance, but I'm not, I'm not going to hold my breath. That They're I better than other horror through. film franchises where, like, they get more ridiculous, but it's always been a monster or a ghost, or somehow they develop magical powers. They like better not Halloween. ever put magic in this show. You don't want them to, no. to Halloween kills slash Halloween four no. and five it? No. Where Michael Myers actually has a deep-seated psychological connection to his niece, who is also his daughter. That sounds terrible. His daughter-niece. That sounds terrible. 
It turns out it's Billy's daughter niece. Magic being added to... Uh, okay, we all know that Michael Myers was like vaguely magic in the indestructible sense of the word. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but like any more magic than that is too much. Michael Myers is basically juggernaut. Yeah. <laughs> One, Michael Myers is magical in all of them except for H2O and... Rob Zombie. Resurrected. Oh no, he's still Rob kind Zombie. of magic in Rob Zombie too. Yeah, it's really ding, just ding, it's just ding, resurrected ding, ding, ding. in H2O. I do love the music from yeah. that. That is great theme music. That I will give it that. I no, I love I the soundtrack say, in this one. Yeah. And I think more than just Red Right Hand, which is in it. it yeah. I it was think good, some movie. of the other like tense building moments, I'm pretty sure those were s- like what do you call it when it's not a song, but it's used in a movie for that dark tones like i think ambient tones the ambient music for this one i think has been in other ones i think they lifted a lot of it from one i, I don't know i i i will say the one thing that Two i do that i do like about horror films is they have really dope soundtracks yeah every time i've ever seen a horror film i've been like that's a dope soundtrack <laughs> that's that's what i always think they yeah, got the good music great. yeah so you have to build tension with it so like in the scenes when there's not something happening or like when when they're implying the killers are around, there's always something that like lets you know that, even yeah. if it's even it's the trick you to think he's around. Yeah, and I like that in horror movies a lot. Well, I think I think I, I think I that's thought, probably one of the reasons why this one was so good because they really really played on the paranoia thing. Yeah. There was a moment <laughs> where they're having a conversation and there's like this light like happy music happening. I'm like, oh, so bad's gonna happen. I was like, this music is too. <laughs> This music's too like like uplifting for this moment, mm-hmm. and then it did it. And I'm like, they really did just add like an uplifting good time moment in this. <laughs> and I'm like, what? And I was like, I thought this was a trick. I thought this music was playing like. I thought you. I thought you were talking about like the core four conversation. Oh, that one definitely did end badly. No, it was a conversation <laughs> with Gail and Sam. Oh, okay, yeah. Where there's like this music going that's like kind of uplifting. I'm like, okay, something terrible is going to happen right now. I will okay, say, I'm right like, the, right the whole core four conversation went a lot longer than I thought it was going to. I was happy for way too long. Four, I was like, man, this is just a really wholesome freaking conversation that they're having. <laughs> well, when they, 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 I thought for sure the cute guy next door was going to get murdered. Yeah during that part oh like when he walked away all fast like yeah yeah i thought he was gonna be the one that yeah. killed day i like the part where there's like yo you're new fuck off and he's like but i'm just no you're new <laughs> fuck good, off good call no no new friends yeah that was i mean that was definitely good but i mean like i now that i'm thinking about it more i'm like they did go they did make sure that anybody that got in their way got killed but they didn't they never went out of their way to kill people even if it would have made their life more convenient like if they would have killed that guy their life would have been more convenient at the end yeah but they were there for revenge and revenge only now there have been other screen movies where the revenge is the plot and they just murdered people you're like that person was necessary to the revenge yeah but it was necessary for the psychological pain it was going to cause the main the revenge the revenge made sense in this one yeah this one was very much a like they're coming like a train and they're mm-hmm. just going to push anybody that's on the tracks out of the way. Yeah. It was also funny because I'm like, especially with the bodega scene. Their motive with the was for like scene. five people. That yeah. was really all they wanted. Actually, in reality, it was probably two. It was just the, them, the I think. The minks. Yeah. Well, because they, they, they were niece fully and nephew intending on killing them didn't necessarily need to be a part of it because they didn't. Yeah. They, all they did was survive. That was their participation. They were just in yeah. the way. Five. And witnesses. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the bodega scene 
pretty much showed it. Like there, there. It was like, no, if we could kill you right now, that's what we're gonna do. Oh no, like, yeah. there, there was no. We're right saving now. you for the last act. Yeah, like, like five kind of referenced the fact that they didn't kill Sam and Tara, and they were waiting for the end, even though they attacked them a bunch of times. Yeah, but in this one, it was no. We're gonna go for it right now. Yeah, and like. like like it'd be I don't cool care if we could kill everybody you care about, but no, we're gonna, I don't care we're how many do people are in this room right now. Mm-hmm. If they try to stop me, they're dead too. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, they definitely didn't go out of their way to like take out witnesses or take out people that might be, you know, might affect them or anything like that. Yeah. But I also think that 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 led to you know why the littles um, weren't as effective. <laughs> I don't think that they they viewed it really at, through the same lens as the big one oh, did. No, like no. they A literally were just like they were just going after the person that is responsible. I two, think that their main focus was was uh, Sam. <laughs> two psychotics and a heartbroken parent. Yeah, one of them is doing real damage, and the mm-hmm. other ones are just following along because they're like, "I'm here because I'm supposed to be mad." Yeah, exactly. Like they, like I, I definitely think that they were heartbroken about their brother, and but they were like, "I'm going to kill you, Sam. Yeah. Like you're dead." They still had their the moments where like, "I'm like, gonna do this person because it's fun." Yeah, and but at the same point, was their heart really in it? The dad was like, "I'm gonna kill you because." You're the reason my son's dead. Yeah. I mean, everybody that they were like, this is fun. They're fine. That was very <laughs> much Billy Loomis's mom in two. Mm-hmm. Except they totally just killed random people. But theirs was also a part of they were going to ruin Sam's life while they were doing it. Yeah. And then they were going to kill her. They they added people to make sure that it would be yeah, bad. But painful. at the same point. This one, it was not about them yeah. trying to get like revenge by like, we're going to emotionally yeah. torture you first. They're like, we're just going to kill you. We're yeah. here to kill you. They're like, we're we're just gonna like, get the added oh, benefit of killing you think everybody that you know. Running off this crowded street is gonna save you from me? No, I'll run into the <laughs> building you're in right now. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Oh, you think the cop showing up is gonna save you? Okay, that does. I don't want to get caught yet. That's really all it took. Yeah. I mean, that was really it. But also, I like how very much like three, they're leaving like clues behind. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. active like clue in three, you haven't seen it, but they're leaving pictures of uh cindy's mom at every crime scene and the, they're doing even at times the, it doesn't make sense time. just like this one like <laughs> the only one the only, the one in in three that we complained about well i complained about when it was underneath the jeep only makes sense if angelina was a killer too because she oh. came from that direction yeah but this one he's just like oh fuck i'm caught you know what i have this bye <laughs> they just, yeah, <laughs> could have just been pocket. anywhere on his person yeah. yeah like it wasn't the one he was wearing they were wearing yeah. very specific ones yeah yeah, they had they had a definite plan. I don't know. I thought it was cool though. I thought like in all in all, everything about it was kind of pretty solid. Yeah, I'd give this a nine out of ten. You give all of them a ten, but this one's a nine out of ten. Like I said, I didn't really or care you, for the the end end end. Or you or, or you are you legitimately going off of I'm on this one, so now you have to actually skew your scale. Then. No, no, that's why this <laughs> one's a number. That's why this one's three. Because I liked it. I liked the violence level. Mm-hmm. I liked the the tension and the claustrophobia of it. I liked. The idea of how the killers ended up being, but I did have a separate my, plot in my head that I was hoping it was going to be. And then they, so you they think kind that of this, they it, it might change the more you watch it? Probably. That's now, how it always Now works. that you're going to have not your preconceptions in your Listen, head. Listen, if I can rewatch two and three and be like, I like these better than I thought I did, mm-hmm. then yes. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah. We'll have to wait till it comes out on streaming and then we'll watch it again and then <laughs> I'll like it there more. But right now, like the only thing that I give it bad marks for is I didn't necessarily believe that the bad guys were there for those reasons. Yeah. 
Okay. I will say, because I don't that remember dad has a back history of, of murdering like a lot of people the on the job, then maybe. <laughs> this is my favorite one now, because I don't remember any of the other ones, including the first one. This I don't really remember good. all the stuff that happens in the first one. So I'm going to go with this one's my favorite. This is the best one. <laughs> I like that answer. Um, I think I still like one the best, like the first one, and mm. then five and six come in as my two and three spots even if one of these ever topped one i would never move one from being my favorite just because just on principle yeah because of principle and you couldn't have these ones without that yeah one. yeah but so five you is, could have these without two and three it's kind of like how rocky rocky they're the the sequels are better but anytime yeah. someone's like are these better you'd be like what's one of your favorite movies be like rocky like, i heard yeah. people will just say rocky they won't say which yeah. one it is well, it's now, like people that are like and they just name like the birds and it's like, do you really, is that really your favorite movie? Or do you just know that that's like an ad, a director you should be saying you like? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like when I say I love Evil Dead, but in reality, I like Evil Dead 2 the most. Evil Dead 2 yeah, is better exactly. than Evil Dead. And, in, and Army of Darkness is the most popular movie, regardless of how I don't feels. understand. That's my least favorite one. That's, that's uh, the I like one it better that, than one. One's my least favorite one. I saw, I saw Army of Darkness first, so I most really enjoyed it. Most people did. Yeah. One is very old and <laughs> I cheesy. I really, really enjoyed most that. Most people did. Do you know the reason 2 has- One is the first one I've The seen. reason 2 has all those redone scenes from 1 is because they didn't own the rights to 1 anymore. He and they did know that. I, he, he no. I know the whole me. history of the Evil Dead franchise. Yeah, he had to. He had to tell me that because yeah. I I saw one, I saw two, I saw them both after Army of Darkness. There's actually an interview, but, yeah. uh, where Bruce Campbell explains that like you watch two to a certain point, and that's actually where one takes like ends. Yeah, you could if you just you watched so far one, into it. Like if you just watched one, you could mm-hmm. like fast forward 25 minutes into two and start there yeah yeah he was telling me that 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 he was the he knew the exact time two was like a sped up recap in the beginning yeah 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 the only difference is it's a different girl that gets killed by the trees yeah in the second one but i i genuinely do love one like it i do think it's a great movie and that's so other than that well I, i wouldn't be like oh no this is actually better than that but I like that for the nostalgia. I actually really do yeah. like that one. And there's the nostalgia well, of I watched it when I was like seven years old so or whatever. So it's really difficult to, to yeah. dethrone that. Well, yeah. I mean, at this point now, Scream 1's almost a period piece. Oh, for sure. You know what I mean? Like the fact that they can't pull out a cell phone and save their own fucking lives. Like yeah. The, yeah. people don't understand that. Yeah. No. Yeah. And and the computers and the... When's the last time you could throw a TV on somebody and kill them with it? Uh, oof. Now it would just make me sad. <laughs> this one? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Like you'd have like, to. Oh, I hit him with this OLED, but I hit him like twenty five yeah, times. Well, if the you, TV broke. If you were gonna kill someone with a new TV, you'd have to pick it up and hit him with the corner of it. I was gonna say, repeatedly. I think my TV might be able to do it. No, you wouldn't no, know why I could if, survive I, it. if I do it. If you do it on the corner, what was you gonna say? It's mounted. You wouldn't be able to get me to stand still long enough to kill me with that. <laughs> yeah, thing. You'd have to throw someone into that and then be like, "All right, I gotta make this electrocute you because there's no way you're dying from hitting." <laughs> I gotta rip this off the wall so it's faster. <laughs> Once again, though, people die a lot easier from like head trauma and stuff that's like true. that that's true in you die life, of brain swelling yeah in real life than they do in that movie yeah you mean the cast iron pan that would have ended the movie oh the, so many things the, in that fucking movie i really think that there's shock absorbers in those masks or there they're all or be. they're all just concussed if i could have <laughs> found one we would have been able stop. to find out we could have done the science well for don't it. you know they say you get enough concussions you could get ragey yeah maybe they took true. too many they blows all, you to could also head. just die randomly if you get another one <laughs> that's why they get more violent as the movie goes on every you know, time they, they say get that like i'm even more mad they than say I was. that and they're yeah. like you shouldn't get so many concussions i've definitely had four or five con- concussions i've in had my a life. few as i said well, like, when i can't get my words out properly you're, you're gonna get that thing that like brainitis 
No, whatever it's called. Brunitis. Kurtz or whatever. The reason they're like, football players need better helmets. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Well, not like boxing's actually less dangerous without gloves. What? You get less brain trauma in boxing without gloves. Oh, because it's a higher surface heart area. It's, it's the concussions. It's the concussions more. to your brain, yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Bare knuckle boxing sense. just makes you uglier. That's why they don't like it. Yeah. I mean, it is, it well, is it's definitely here. A, an uglier sport. You got you got near bare knuckle boxing, and now you got full blown yeah. open hand yeah, smacking. Well, that's the dumbest shit ever. Yeah, UFC that's, gloves are way smaller than boxing that's, gloves. Yes, I know. That's yeah. for that reason. Yeah. Oh, um, the slap league uh, doctors are calling it all of the brain trauma with none of the skill. Makes sense. And now but, Jared has uh, let this go off track. Yeah, it has go off track. So you Talk can you can but. send in what movies you think these guys should watch or what spooky stories you guys these think these guys should watch or you like. Do you or have, you have a real look, life ghost story? Have you ever been real life chased by someone in a mask? Honestly, that'd be very interesting because real life murders never go that way. That yeah. would be a very not funny episode, but these guys mm-hmm. might might want to discuss it. We don't <laughs> well, always do everything funny. Dark Room's probably the most serious of the shows. And if you have a local cryptid we haven't heard heard about, fucking send that link. Oh, Darkroomstories at gmail.com. Ever made sweet love to Mothman? T- is he a gentle lover? Let us know. Darkroomstories at gmail.com. Or Darkroom follow them so- on uh, Instagram and Twitter, and Twitter at Darkroom Dark Podcast. Or at Facebook. You just follow our Rum Runners one. Yeah. Or, you know, and just you know, give them a follow in all the places that you listen to podcasts. Very rarely, but sometimes I am active on social media for sometimes short bursts. Yeah. Okay. Like, I love you and stuff. And yeah. like, don't be a ghost face. Or if you do, just know you're probably going to die because not a single ghost oh, face has ever lived. That's bad. I was going to say, if they follow us, I'll follow them. Like a ghost face. I no, won't be don't. here again. You're no. like, no, I don't want you to die. <laughs> Name one surviving ghost face. Mm, Possibly true. Stu, but other than that, none. Maybe Jill, because also that's never been fully confirmed. Bye, everybody. I'm not going to be back. <laughs>